You are listening to the Brenton Thwaites Hour, presented by Exceptional Thieves. Well, it was nice meeting you, and once again, my apologies for being such a clumsy fool. I'm looking for a pirate, Captain Jack Sparrow. You hear me? Nothing bad's gonna happen to you. Do you know how long I've been waiting for this moment? The risks I've taken to be here. You know, last week we had that whole conversation about non-fan fiction. Yes, non-fan fiction. And never thought to call it faux fiction. I still prefer non-fan fiction. Because it's more awkward? It's just better than faux fiction. I love faux fiction. Faux fiction would be different. Faux fiction faux, sounds like... Yeah, faux, it's it, like... It sounds like non-fiction. It just sounds like, yes, this is my encyclopedia. Uh, faux is in F-A-U-X. Yeah. No, faux fiction is when you think it's fiction, <laughs> but then when you look into it, you realize it's real, but it pulled the wool over your eyes the whole time. So a lot of books can be classified as faux fiction. Also, non- when something is called, ba- when it's, it's based on true events, you can call it faux fiction. Or would that be faux non-fiction? I think that's faux non-fiction. Also, fo- non-fan fiction implies it's fiction about something you hate. Faux fiction is <laughs> fiction about your enemy. <laughs> I don't just not like Stranger (laughs) Things. They are my nemesis. (laughs) Faux fiction. Well, faux fiction is like like a slander campaign. That's what that's what faux fiction would be. Like if you're running for office somewhere and somebody is slanderizing you with lies. Yeah, you say, well, no, it's not slander. I'm just a big faux fiction fan. (laughs) Big big faux fiction. Can you be a fan of faux fiction? Non fan faux fiction. Yeah. But then the people who really... Function. Yeah. Yeah. F-A-U-X-T-I-O-N. <laughs> no, but we're using it as faux now. So F-O-E. Action. Function. Function. Faux. Cushion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like cushion as a syllable. <laughs> Do you know they're making a remake of the animated robin hood where they're all animals as in they're making a photorealistic like the lion king robin hood i'd i would hope they're not lion kinging it so it's just like a real life fox but now that fox is robin hood but they're just doing like an update of the animation maybe sounds like a in a world of furries this sounds like a terrible decision it i I was you'll have a captivated audience if you were going to remake the fox robin hood it would be hilarious if you just Fox made a Hood. Robin Hood movie with people in it. <laughs> yeah, but just, just with all the songs make Robin and Hood. Yeah. <laughs> like a children's version of Men in Tights. Yeah. So which we, is the best Robin Hood movie. We've discussed this previously. We've we, we've definitely discussed it. We did an episode on a Robin Hood movie. We did. Yeah, the best one. No, the second best one. Everyone knows the Jamie Foxx one. <laughs> but Z- Men in Tights Robin Hood is meets the best Zero Robin Dark Hood Thirty. Movie. I'm Googling this right now. Remake. Just go. It came. Robin Hood Remix came up first. And nice. I, I don't know what that means. Robin Hood's probably a DJ or something. Stealing beats from the rich and giving them to no one. Keeping them for myself. Hood, I never play. But it's R O B B I N apostrophe. Yeah. Because he's Robin. Robin the Hood. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like fights back. It's it's all confined to yeah. a small neighborhood that mm. has been riddled with drug crime for a while. Yeah, and, and this guy starts to really like, 
exacerbated by robbing them. Yeah. Well, robbing the robbing the the the, the cartels. No, he's, no, he's he robs the cartels and gives back to the the community that the cartels are. Or besieging. some guy who called that who lives there called Robin, and he's like, I am the hood. He's from the hood. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Loxley. He is the hood. Ah, oh, okay. You know. But he like I but am. No, that that was. Used. I am the sea. You could say. I've never said that. Yeah, but you, you could if you wanted to sort of be intimidating as a pirate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess as a pirate you could say that. But so I'm, this I'm, character, I'm, big I'm really picturing fan a and Robin, big Robin Hood, Hood remake. Fan. Like everybody makes fucking Romeo and Juliet films everywhere. This is this is Romeo and Juliet, but now it's just two farms that are sitting next to each other yeah. in the country. That, yeah. but different versions of sitting Robin Hood. <laughs> Because it'd work. Because sheriff, the sheriff of Nottingham would still be there. He'd just be the sh- the chief of the police sheriff in that, in that little area <laughs> of Nottingham. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. I gotta get onto the BBC. You got any pull? Um, I'll bring it up in the next big meeting. Thanks, sweet. Yeah, those meetings are really big. Yeah. If I'm in it and the BBC is in it, that's, that's a, a that's a pretty intense the criteria meeting. are clearly very wide <laughs> for who's allowed in. Yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea to remake that. I mean, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, I think. It's a great film, but it should be left alone. I can honestly tell you, I have never watched Disney's Robin Hood. Where is a fox? The animated one. And there's I a, think I've and there's watched a rooster with a 10 to 20 minutes of that film. Loot narrating it. Mm-hmm. Guess I what animal Richard the Lionheart is? A lion. Yeah. 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 And you see it at the end, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? But so is John, though. He's just a thin one, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of those mean, skinny lions. Yeah, he's basically Scar, but not Scar. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody knows if a lion is malnourished, it's evil. That's yes. how it works. If yeah. you see a malnourished lion somewhere, death's yeah. evil. Yeah, people who haven't eaten well are not to be trusted. <laughs> That's what Disney wants us That's to believe. the visual language we've all grown up with. <laughs> and I've never paid a price for so it's fine. As yet. You seen any good movies lately? What have I watched lately? It's like that, isn't it? You think... Yes, what I do did. I, do I with went my and life? saw Shang-Chi last week. Shang-Chi last week. Ah, yes. She said Shang-Chi. Shang. Shang-Chi. Shang. Good? Yeah. Okay. Great? Mm. Right. It's that... It's it's great. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it Benedict fits Wong in where it in needs it? to be... It's Pardon? Is Benedict Wong in it? Benedict Wong is in it as the character Wong, uh-huh. yeah. which I enjoy so much that it's, his name is just Wong. Yeah. He has no first or surname. It's just Wong. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like Cher. Um, he is in it. Uh, a little bit more than I, I thought he was, mm-hmm. but not not as much as I would have liked. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So there was a lot and not enough. Not Big enough. Wong There's always not here. enough Wong. Everybody loves themselves a little bit of Wong. Well, everyone knows a little bit of Wong. But exactly. Yeah, a do you, little, do you a little Wong goes a long goes way. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> so do you want a Wong standalone? I'd watch it. The Adventures of Wong. I'd, I think Wong will get a, like a series. He'll get, a, he'll get a Disney Plus series at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, he won't get a standalone film. They don't have that much faith in Wong. You know. It would be a big call. Yeah. Because they don't want it to go wrong. No. <laughs> I, mean, um, but I mean, yeah, they're all going to be sitting there wandering. For 
is this is this gonna is this gonna pan out or is this is this the wrong move? At least the first one and a half acts of the film. Yeah. The um, martial arts action is very martial arts action, so it feels right, like you're classical. watching a classical martial arts mm-hmm. film. Doesn't put a foot wrong, which is fantastic mm-hmm. because that's what you want. And then it moves into the more Marvel territory. Okay. And blends them together quite nicely. Do people fly around in a big CGI battle at the end? There is sadly a large <laughs> CGI battle at the end. Does Shang-Chi fly? Uh, no, he can't. Okay. His powers don't allow him to. So they're not like crouching tiger powers. Hidden flight flight. No. Okay. Yeah. Does he fall very slowly from a the helicarrier? Way, the way they decide hour? to use the ten rings kind of allows flight, but it's more of that, that weird flight that, you know how... Technically, the Hulk could fly. He could just jump from one spot and land countless yeah. kilometers away. Yeah, it's like chaotic flying. Yeah. Where he just lands and destroys things. Yeah, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That sort of thing. Mm. Apparently, the rings can buildings. allow a person to do that. Okay. But I do recommend watching it. It's, oh, look, I'm going to see it, aren't I? It's fun. I'm gonna, you have to see Marvel see. I'm going to see all these things. Just got just ticking away the days, you know. Just, ticking them away, huh? Just waiting for the sweet, sweet release of darkness. Yeah. So I'll see Shang-Chi in the meantime, absolutely. I'm not that excited about it, though, I have to say. But I, I think was. that's when okay. I, when I was watching it, I got more excited about it as it was going. We're in a low excitement period, I feel. And that's okay. You reckon? You've got to build. We've got to build a relationship with Shang-Chi. You reckon? Yeah. be interesting to see what he does in a larger pantheon. Like Join, I'm wondering, joining the Avengers. I'm wondering once Wong turns up with magic ring power mm-hmm. and portals and stuff, mm-hmm. when like you'd go to martial arts him and they just oh ring power, and you're like damn you Wong, damn like you you go to punch You've him done me and he just portals you to Siberia. Wong, yes, but when you think about the amount of other superheroes that they have in the Marvel Cinematic Universe thus far. Mm-hmm. Very few of them actually have superpowers. Go on. Because Iron Man has no superpowers. He just has a suit. Same with yeah, War Machine. Same with they... Black Widow. Same with Yelena, who will, I assume, become Black Widow. Hawkeye technically doesn't have superpowers, even in even though in the comics he has like enhanced hearing and stuff. No, enhanced sight because he's deaf. Um, yeah, he has hawk eyes. Yes. Um that but never comes like up, a, does a, it? a wealth of them don't have powers yet, still manage to save the world. I think a and few Shang of them Chi don't have powers. Has been taught from from birth to be and the if, peak of human martial arts ability. So he's supposed to be like Bruce Lee, but better. Whoa! Yeah. Hope it doesn't take any aspirin. And in the comic books as well, there are many photos of him like wearing awesome like Bruce Lee outfits, uh-huh. like full full body leotard shit, mm-hmm. which is. Fucking cool. I just want to see that. I want to see some dude now wearing a full body, like a jumpsuit, just kicking people. Bring it back. <laughs> wearing his little And you're like, this guy pajamas. looks kind of ridiculous, but he's doing such a good job of kicking. I know. I'm going to take him pretty seriously, I think. You would. If a man was kicking, but yeah. like good kicking. So I think what we need is a martial arts Robin Hood remake. Okay. Where they're all animals. But done in like the real world, like motion capture, like Gollum. Okay. So they're creepy, like cats, like human hybrid, Robin Hood people. So you want you want to do cats, like the movie Cats. 
But oh, the story is instead of being the stupid story that Cats is as a musical, it yeah. makes no sense. No, I, want the, I want the story of Robin Hood. The story of Robin Hood. Set in the hood. Okay, like... But in an alternate universe where everyone is animals and also good at martial arts. So it's Zootopia. Yes. But Robin Hood. But instead of like the CGI animation that Zootopia is, you want the photorealistic Lion King animation. I want Lion King animation, but they're not animal animals. They're humanoid animals walking around with little Robin Hood outfits on and like swords and crowns. Fucking terrifying. It would be horrifying. I would not But look, But they've done it before. And I think we should do it again. I think because we should... that 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 propagates back to justifying all the previous terrible movies. Like, I, no, yeah, I these think, are all terrible, but it's I for think a point. People should learn for us to, to make the worst film. Is they've already made the worst film. This is also bright. This is what this would also be. <laughs> I think people and the film industry maybe maybe should just learn from mistakes. Well, that's and what this grow. would be. We would because they we don't are, have to repeat. Mistakes. We're falling on our own sword by making the worst film. Well, I don't. So know they if, don't have to, and then they can look at it and go, "Oh yeah." See, if Tom Hooper had seen this, he'd have gone, "Oh yeah, it, this, this is a terrible idea." <laughs> but I don't know if the film industry there would be entire weird sex conventions just about this film. Mistakes. It does seem you to know? be like that, doesn't it? Because a, a lot of them get made. <laughs> yeah, quite often. There are. There's a lot of films, aren't there? Yeah. That's one of the first things you notice about films. Mm. You're like, damn. A lot of, so a many lot of them exist, yeah. Well, but then the, also a lot of them are not good. So many people want to be in films, though. So yeah, well, they'll be in anything. They will. Would you be... So you're going to be in my CGI Robin Hood into Hood martial arts? Um, I'll do it under Cats a pseudonym. Film. Great, yeah, because no one will know it's you. Yeah, I don't know my, my name to that. No one will know that you're. I, I think I think Little John is a big bear. <laughs> cool. That no one will know that's you. But in the in in the original animated one, that big bear is just blue, a different color. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah, no difference. Little, it is a, blue with a little hat on. Yeah. And I keep the exact same Disney script, but just really photorealistic violence. <laughs> So people are just getting ripped and they're animals. So, and he's a bear. So he just runs into battle like Bjorn and just lays waste <laughs> at a certain point. And no one comments on it. It's well, just in, the exact same Disney script. In the animated one, is there a battle at the end? Does I Robin fig- Hood Robin Hood with somebody? Is there a, like a Peter Pan sword fight between him and Hook? I think there, there might be. Because like even yeah. 1939's Peter Pan has a sword fight between his little... Miniature, like penis dagger, rapier, and Hook's actual cutlass. Mm. So, for some reason, he can fight him with a butter knife, and he's badass. And oh, also, fly. Peter Pan dagger. Yeah. yeah, I'll just just fly away. Yeah, or drop just... something on him. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you have enough things in your hands, he can't run away. Yeah, if you if I was if I was Peter Pan, I'd operate much more like drone principles, <laughs> exactly. and I just wait my time. Yep. Just holding rocks. And, God damn it. Because <laughs> they can't reach you. No, what are they going to do back? Fire an arrow. <laughs> well, they've, oh. got, they've got cannonballs, but you can lie just go... on clouds. Like, clouds can hold your weight. Yeah, well, just go sideways. Do you think the cloud is holding his weight, or is he lying on it as if it is, just for fun, but really he's still but flying? From what we know of how clouds work... You what couldn't... little we have managed to glean, yes. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't, like, stand next to one. It won't look the same. 
to what you're you're doing when you're there. Oh well, yeah, good point. Once you approach a cloud, yeah, it will start to. You'll it, start it will, your body heat will start to do stuff to yeah. the cloud. Yeah, good point. <sighs> Clouds, man. yeah. Sometimes things like look like really, you think you know what it is from afar, but the closer you get yeah. to it, and then the rainbow runs away from you, just yeah. as you were about to get that sweet, sweet pot of gold. You ever seen a rainbow and thought? I reckon I can get to that one. Many times. I saw, I saw one Many recently. Times. I was like, oh, that is just there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, That's, it's just on the other side of those trees. Like I can see it's just there. I can see yeah. where it hits the ground. You see the trees it's touching. Should I? I'm not going to go, but I could. If anyone, if there was nobody watching me. If there was no, if the government wasn't currently spying on me. If weren't all these Peter Pan drones watching, I'd have a go. I would I'd, totally I don't look like an idiot. Rainbow, but. I don't want to. I don't want to be caught on some surveillance video chasing the neon rainbow. I learned from those waterfalls that time. (laughs) All right, hello, everyone. Welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. And I'm Derek. And this is the latest episode of our special series, The Brenton Thwaites Hour. Oh, good title. Yeah, such a catchy, catchy title and comes up very easily on Google search. And if you, <laughs> where we are watching and reviewing <laughs> the entire filmography of Australia's one and only Brenton Thwaites. Uh, movie by movie and including Titans, the television show as well. But not all of Home and Away because just too much of it. And, and also because we have elected not to watch Home and Also Away. weren't super stoked about getting into that. And today we have a very special film in the Brendan Thwaites filmography to discuss. Pirates of the Caribbean 5, colon, It's All About Dads This Time. Or colon, several different titles depending on where you live because apparently yeah. the world can't agree on certain things. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, subtitle, region dependent. <laughs> I don't understand that. Salazar's Revenge. It does not sound as cool as Dead Men Tell No Tales. Dead Men Tell No Tales is great. And you're after the fourth one, you're uh-huh. already fighting against making it feel like a fan fiction side quest that no one cares about. <laughs> and calling it Salazar's Revenge really just makes it sound like a Jack Sparrow novel that's yeah, been... a Mills and Boone Jack Sparrow novel. That's just been written and uh, just for fun that like super fans can look into but no one else is going to care about. Who's Salazar? I Until this film, we do know. And uh, yeah, but I also don't like that Disney Plus in Australia has it listed as Salazar's Revenge. But when you on press menu, play, it says Dead Men Tell No Tales yeah. on the title card, like it should. Because five minutes in, Javier Bardem looms up and is like Dead Men Tell No Tales, and then it, exactly then the, like that. And then the credit <laughs> comes up. As it should, because yeah. it's a much better title. He doesn't quite be like, I am Salazar, they will have my revenge. Well, I think he does say that as well, actually. He, he does say that. Well, he doesn't say Salazar, because not, not one time does he say something that you can understand. My name is Salazar. He's Italian now. Um, Jack so, the Sparrow? So this is obviously... Jack the Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. So this we is will. the world's first uh, Brenton Appreciation podcast. And I thought just before we get too far into things... We have talked about this being a bit of a Brenton Thwaites think tank, how we can explore new options for him, new ideas, mm-hmm. and maybe plot out and just, you know, just brainstorm some things. <laughs> so I thought before we get started on Pyre, I just want to have a bit of a chat about what are some of the big, you know, future roles we would like to see Brenton undertake. Now I've had a bit of a think. Okay. Triplets. You want to have him 
We've you seen want him twins. to have triplets? No. Oh, okay. No. I want him to play triplets of himself. We've okay. all seen twins. Are they fraternal triplets? So Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, the ages they currently are, play Brenton Thwaites triplets? I like that. I like that. But no, I want him to act against himself in three different ways. Okay. Or quadruplets. Okay. Or octuplets. I would When they finally make the Octomom movie, they were all Brenton. Just seeing a Brenton Thwaites movie where he fights against himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Who would win? Like, um, what's them? And not a younger version Gemini of himself. Man. Yeah, and not like, like that, Gemini Man. Current Brenton. Current Same Brenton. age. Mm. Yeah. Because if someone's Evil a clone Brenton. of you, but they're twenty Me. years younger, oh, that's basically that's just a different person. I'm not that bothered about that. They've had a completely different life. The fact that we have the same genetic, we just it's just like we're related. <laughs> it's like Uncle Brenton to regular Brenton. Oh, yeah. hey, old me. Yeah. Oh, we're clones. Wow, that does actually impact our lives wiser. so much. You've learned from more things. I think he could do like an American Psycho type murderer. I could see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he, maybe the movie is about another American psycho murderer and he's a secondary character and the whole time you think he's going to get murdered and then he's revealed to be an even more of a murderer. I, and he kills the main one. I reckon he could do a nice... Because he has a big saw trap in his house. Um, small town cop film. Yeah, well, I think I think that's basically a violent separation, isn't it? He's, 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 he's a small town cop of some kind there. He could have been like Timothy Oliphant in The Crazies. Or in the dead don't die, just riffing on zombie options here. He goes well in a zombie movie. He does, as we will talk well. about soon. Yeah, I think I think that's next week's episode. Actually, I would like him to defeat the predator. I'd like him to be the predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know how Terminator Four just had a random dude turn out to be the robot. Like Jai oh, Courtney just happens be, to be the robot. He could be a good predator. He's just the predator. In disguise. Instead of going invisible now, the Predator wears a human skin. Brent. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, to shake that invisibility up, make it bad invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I blend in. He he just blends in by just into the crowd. (laughs) Yeah. But he should be versing a Terminator of himself as well. So that's how we get the twins thing. Yes. Brenton plays the Terminator, uh, the Predator... And a xenomorph in human form. What if they remade The Day the Earth Stood Still, but instead of Keanu Reeves playing a very emotionless Keanu Reeves alien, Brenton Thwaites got to be that person. Is Keanu Reeves like the emergent super consciousness of all the Keanu aliens? Reeves is the face of yeah. the thing that's going to save all the creatures. Mm. He of could the pl- arc. He could play the Matrix. Like, as the Matrix. As the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. He'd go well in the Matrix, actually. He would go well in He's a little too He could tan, slot though. into a... Yeah, but, a you, little, can, but you can... He's a little too turned to... You can tell it's natural. He's spent an eternity of however many, like, living in a bubble, and then, like, leaked out and joined the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar. And they're all, like pasty white dudes or Lawrence Fishburne and, this, and then <laughs> there's the, the surfer, surfer. Thwaites walks in hey guys look this is actually just how I look like I know <laughs> you don't need to bring it up there's nobody around it but yes I know what you're thinking and yes but I actually always look like this or it'd be cool if his in the matrix is super tan Brenton Thwaites 
But when he's out of the Matrix and in the real world, they just CGI him a little bit more pasty. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so great. Wachowskis, get on this. Well, that's just one now. Wachowski, get on this. Yeah. For Matrix 5. Are they doing another one after the next one? But I don't think it's confirmed yet. We'll have to wait and see. Okay. If it's any good. Mm. Anything else you'd like him to do? Be happy. Okay. Well, I feel like that's a, a that's not as sort of generative a response as this podcast oh, okay. might have been um, able to provide. Damn. I mean, it's a nice sentiment. It is a nice sentiment. Come on. What if Brenton were to voice a character like Smaug? Mm-hmm. So not Smaug, obviously, because done. You can't. You don't want to uh-huh. kick that dead horse. But like, Amazon has a TV show happening. I'm sure there yeah, are other creatures his... from Tolkien that need voicing. Yeah, we've discussed his potential as a elvish hobbit. He could be in very, very already well, nice half half. Yeah, he could voice a half dragon. elf hobbit. Hobbit, voice a young dragon mm. that like wants to be nice, but is driven by his lust for gold. I'd love to see Brenton be villainous. Yeah, I'd also yeah like the the uh, yeah tech billionaire evil guy. Have you seen who, like, Free in, Guy? Invented a startup where he uses everyone's eyes to drive their cars or something. So you want Brenton to just do like an episode of Black Mirror? Yes, an episode of Black Mirror would be great for Brenton. A good episode could... of Black Mirror, because there are some not good episodes of Black Mirror. Only lately. Mm. So he should be in an early episode of Black yes, Mirror. Yes, exactly. Will... Get on that. That's our advice for you, Brenton. Be in series two of Black Mirror. <laughs> or in when somebody starts making a new show that is basically Black Mirror, but starts it again. Yeah. Be in that. Or All if, right. as it should have done, the Twilight Zone took off again. He could do that. Yeah, what happened to that? I'd like to see Brenton in Here we go. in the new version of something like the X Files. Brenton and a partner. Yes. Investigating mysterious things. Because I, I like Brenton as cop in like Titans and trust stuff. Trust it. Definitely trust it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Brenton is the new Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. Who's so got a bit as of a the sense son of humor. Of Scully and Mulder. Who yeah. lived somewhere on a beach. Yeah, who's still out there somewhere. They had a child, didn't they? Then it got abducted. It got real confusing. It, yes, it did. It got real confusing at the end where they were like both kind of not in it, but still in it. Yeah, I haven't watched the remake, the, the reboot seasons. Oh, don't. Don't. I watched the first reboot one and it was embarrassing. Oh, okay. Stop, Chris. <laughs> Stop, mate. It's all right. You did great. Leave it alone. Just a, It just... It was really interesting seeing just the sensibility and aesthetic of a TV show be completely out of place and non-cutting edge just by the passage of time. Did they make the same show? Basically, yeah. You can't just pitch up in the late 2000s, early 2010s and make more of The X-Files. You can't just... Like no time has passed. Yeah, you've you've got... Like, they even updated themselves for the second movie, which was not good. Even they though did it, it had Billy Connolly in it, even though it had great. Billy Connolly, but like the, it was, it was not an X Files episode. It was another movie. Yeah, they were just the same characters, but it was a proper mm. film. Like it, it yeah. worked. No, you you need to get Vince Gilligan to make a new generation X Files, 
Oh, I've got another. But don't try to make it too young. Like, don't keep, don't make people keep talking about like, oh, we've got loads of hits on our video and stuff like that. On the pantheon of what Brendan could be. Yeah. And should be. Kingsman, but the Australian branch. So Kingsman 2 had the the American group of dudes. Yes. The, um, the, the, the statesmen. Yeah. So their place exists. I think Australia needs one. Yeah. To warrant being part of a Western civilization, like at all, Western society. All right. Okay. We, we need to. I have, mean, sketchy terminology, but I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Because the Kingsmen exist in this in this universe. Yeah. Statesmen exist. Yeah. What do we got? Um. Yeah. Starring Brenton Thwaites. Yeah. As a young kid, who's that's why Howard Holt went missing, because he joined. Harold. Holt? Yeah. Harold's mates. Nah. Holtzman. I don't think... It's hard not to come up with a name thing that doesn't just sound like a soccer team. Yeah. It's called the Waratahs. The, the Wallabambaloos. <laughs> That's what it would be. It's Kingsman. Like when Hollywood makes it. And the Waratahs. And just, yeah. Just something real insensitive like the Boomerangs. All right. Oh, God, man. Just like, like, oh, yeah, what did I see in a they gift shop? always come back. When I was on... <laughs> <laughs> see now that's that's a concept <laughs> that is a concept alright so do you like pirates Isaac I love myself some pirates yeah. and in particular I love a movie called Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl that, now that is a good film that, is pirates, a, so it's, that, that holds up even does. today as an amazing film if it was Absolutely. released today it's an amazing movie. You could release it shot for shot right now and no one would care. It's real good. Yeah. I, yeah, it's weird because pirates are cool, but they really only exist in our culture through one monolithic artifact. <laughs> and there's nothing else pirate related that we're that into. Because. I guess black sails. Before the year 2003, for 50 odd years, pirates had been not cool. Yeah. Errol Flynn was a bit of a douche. Mm. So. There's there's a little bit of a taint on his pirate legacy. Um, the yeah. only pirates you'd had since then were things like Hook. Um, yeah, which I is guess. arguably a great film, but it's not really about the pirates. It's about Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, and it, they're not really pirates in it. It's just the story of Peter Pan. So there were no real cool pirate stuff. There were shitty mm. pirate stuff. Yeah. And kid kids pirate stuff. Yeah, I think no one could really find a good angle on it. The, to, to figure out why anyone would care about the pirates. Exactly. It's the same thing with realized, superhero films. Oh, what if pirates are rock and roll? Yeah. So it's basically, I think people figured out, the, it's sort of the, the storyline of 60s rock and roll where you discard your sort of restricted, emotionally and physically restricted life in order to go and join a band or something. Yeah. But instead of joining a band, you're becoming a pirate. I like the metaphor. Yeah. I think it is it is very much like the superhero film. Because before Iron Man and the Marvel Universe and the Dark Knight started to be a thing in like mm. the late 2000s. Yeah. Superhero movies were lame. 
Yeah. But I mean, this hasn't, this is not like this has spawned an industry. It hasn't. You know, but even within itself, it has struggled to maintain its same. It did it for a couple of years where they like, this is a worthy sequel. Yeah. But it hasn't expanded beyond that to the extent that other standalone films have done. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's such a historically and geographically specific thing pirates yeah and it only really managed to come back into the zeitgeist through pretty heavy use of supernatural elements mm-hmm. that they never they were never confident enough to get away from like you never just have pirates getting around being pirates against the the crown yeah yeah you need to have that supernatural element and so there's and, no there's no universe around it um the first film curse of the black pearl thus far has done the best of being Pirates versus the Crown, and also Pirates versus Supernatural things. Like in an, like in that movie alone, it does the best world building for itself. And mm. and I mean, none of this is stopping them trying to continue it, which they will, because they want to do. They've announced several things. Yeah, they want to. It's going to be female led. They're talking about Karen Gillan, maybe or um, Margot Robbie, or I Margot thought, Robbie yeah. to lead it. I'm like, yeah, sure. You just we'll you need. Watch it, I mean, I want. Yeah, you just need a little. You need more than that's not enough to. You can't just say this ground. is the person who's going to be in, in like the top of the movie. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't sold because Johnny Depp was going to be a pirate. No, you know, like all the sequels were though. Yes, that's from I think, that. I think point that's on, his other problem. Once Johnny Depp's character of Jack Sparrow was such a hit, mm. that's that's yeah. where they go wrong. It's kind of like they didn't invent, they didn't come up with this great universe in which you can tell different stories. They came up with a pretty good universe that we've actually seen off many times before. And then they came up with Jack Sparrow <laughs> as this lightning in a bottle element. And they've, ne- they've never been able to put that down or even let him change, which I think is part of the problem this movie has. It's also weird because this movie out of the sequels for Pirates of the Caribbean, is the most like the first one, in that it's not a Jack Sparrow story, mm, particularly. And quite, yeah, and intentionally, I think. He's, yeah, because the first one's not a story about Jack Sparrow. It's a story about Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan and their love, and she gets kidnapped, so he has to join Pirates to go save her. Yeah. And that's the story. It just happens to involve Jack Sparrow and some ghosts. Well, he, he's not structurally the main character, but he is the one we care about the most. Because he's fun. And I think this film was designed to be like that. Mm. I just feel as though it's let down a lot by dialogue. Okay. And Mm. some set pieces that I don't think were as cool as they thought they were going to be. Okay. I think the set... I found on rewatching this now after having not seen it for some time, the set pieces were better than I remembered them being. I think... The character motivations get a bit muddled Mm -hmm. and the passage of time and the way in which it is sort of not commented on, I think, is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. I think this is like 20 years have gone by. It's very much a different era, but it's not really commented upon by any of the characters and it's not really expressed in their storyline at all. And I think we're still sort of being held back by the weight and the power of the story of the first three movies. 
Yes. Because in the first three movies, like the idea of being a pirate is very much a thing. And there's pirates versus the East India Trading Company. So versing kind of like the passage of time and like whether this era, like this isn't something that's going to go on forever. It's this era and this culture sort of coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of got the impression that whilst, you know, they they win the battle at the end against... Um, Cutler Beckett. Against Beckett. But... You know, the, they're not changing the tides of history here. Like no, pirates we, will still end. Like, again, because we, and we know that will happen from our mm. own even rough, rough knowledge of history. Yeah. That at least this kind of pirate, I mean, you still got your Captain Phillips situations. You do. But this Less Hollywood, glamorous. this Hollywood look. version of pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah. they don't have this look and vibe anymore. What if they do? Because we don't really get to see a lot of interviews Maybe. Of, of people who live the life of a pirate right now. Maybe there's a lot of singing. Maybe. And a lot of rum. Yeah, maybe... Maybe on all, speedboats. Maybe all those Somalian guys aren't just like in absolute economic dire straits, driven to violence and a, and a desperate attempt to improve their situation. But they're actually just a bunch of rock and roll dudes having a swell time a out on the high seas. A bunch of Jolly seats, Rogers. Just having a jolly old time all wearing Bur the same outfits burying treasure like you go imagine, out to imagine that burying shit <laughs> you know what i just got this money well imagine if you were a pirate now and you got a whole bunch of treasure and you're like shit actually does make sense to bury this that actually is the best fuck i'm gonna have to make a map and everything <laughs> have you seen oh. any things that are shaped like an x recently yo ho like, i guess like traditionally we should probably put this under a palm tree right yeah, it but, would make but no, sense. everyone, expect, everyone put, put it under a G. No one will look there. <laughs> G marks the spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why are you always like this? I'm just trying to bring a bit of levity to our piracy. Like, I know we're... Hey, know, mateys. I know we're... <laughs> yeah, that one guy on the modern pirate ship who's way too piratey for everyone else. Yar! Like, dude, none of us say that anymore, okay? <laughs> We're like hardly ever even on the water. We just come out here to do the mission and then we go back in. Like to our homes where we have families uh, uh, that we're trying to take care of. Uh, ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> just when you step on board, it, yeah. it becomes a thing. They're all getting ready to leave. He turns up. Oh, he's got a fucking parrot on his shoulder. I can't <laughs> fucking believe it. Why have, you, why have you got an eye patch on? Oh, why? Um, oh. Can you see? Uh, no, not out of this not, not great. Well, I can see. I just can't see depth, but... <laughs> Look, guys, I'm starting. To, are we pirates or are we not? Yeah, we're pirates, but it's 2021. Have you got fake Owen? tan on? <laughs> have you have you fake tanned? <laughs> Stop trying to be the Jack Sparrow of the group, okay? Stop trying to portray people in like fun ways. I like to imagine people who still download movies dressing up as pirates, because when it became pirating. When, like, stealing films oh, yeah. and music was pirating films and music. Well, you have to put the outfit on to do there it. There would have definitely been people who just dressed up as pirates and sat put a bit of home chuckling at themselves. Put a bit of like, eyeliner on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pirate's life for me. Yeah. This is the fun Download kind of... Download this torrent. <laughs> this is the fun kind of... <laughs> Season 10 of Friends. <laughs> yeah, pirating's a lot more fun when you can do it from a gamer chair. And oh. you just... And you get all the... All the Blade Runner graphic novels. <laughs> All right. So this whole thing was filmed in Queensland, which is fun. That is That's where fun. we are. What? That's crazy. Oh, I feel like I can see my house in the background. You can't. Oh, maybe I could, though. You don't know. 
No, that you can't. We've watched it. Uh, okay. Well, you don't know what my house looks like. I'm in a film. Sat inside your. It house. might look yeah, but it might look different. On if film. It, if it was yeah, if it's oh, okay, cool, if it's yeah. dressed up like old times, it's in costume. <laughs> Set dressing. So we'll go. Let, let's go through the plot. Oh, <laughs> a little yes, bit. let's. So, we start off with Little Turner, and he raises <laughs> Little Will. Oh, Little Will. <laughs> little Will T. And well he, cast to look like a younger Brenton. Yeah, I guess I don't. Really, I don't. Really, I don't really remember. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but he, um, and he, and he's got the red string conspiracy oh, theories. A, a sweet addiction to studying about legends of the of the oceans. Yeah, yeah. In his home, where he lives with his mother. I think they could have made more out of it being that like pirates themselves are a legend now. You know, but he still believes in them, and people t- tell tales of like the good old days when there was loads of pirates. The good old on. days of ten years ago, yeah, when there used to be pirates. Yeah, well, ten years is a long time. It know. is a long time, and if it sh- it should have been like that, and when it's, and it's twenty years till the film really gets going. Yeah, I think so. it would have been nice if pirates. Yeah, had ended by this point in time. Yeah, and so their kicking off of their adventure sort of like sparks a lot of. Ex pirates to leave their get back their the landlocked game. lives and get back in the sweet game. Yeah, that would be a really cool thing to do that they don't do. That's fine. Continuing think, in the plot, and what you would need for that is to have just an, acknowledge the fact that Jack Sparrow's got to be kind of old now. Jack, Johnny Depp's in his fifties in this uh-huh. film. He's nearly sixty now, which is very unsettling to contemplate. So we've got a Jack Sparrow in his 50s, but he's made to look as much as he can exactly like he did 20 years ago. Yeah. I know they want him to just be this timeless property that you can just keep churning out movies from. But surely they know with their 55-year-old Johnny Depp, we're not getting many more of these out of him. Mm-hmm. He's not Tom Cruise. He's not going to go until he's 85. <laughs> so He's he's not Tom Cruise. He's Johnny no, Depp. You don't see none Johnny of us Depp like, running miles for, for to get one scene correct. No, Johnny Depp's not going to hurt him. He, he he probably cares if he hurts himself. He yeah. doesn't. Johnny I hope Depp, he cares if he hurts himself. Johnny Depp doesn't want to die on set <laughs> like Tom Cruise does. You're not going to see Johnny Depp duct taping inside so himself of himself to the side of a plane. Yeah. So just know? be like, look, look, and don't don't like you know make him go grey or anything. But just have it be that he's a little bit older, not doing the exact same stuff he was doing 20 years ago. Yes, have, have Jack Sparrow is not going to live though. for that long either. Surely, like, look, you would you would assume you, that you're going to wear that intervening frame twenty out. years of still attempting to be a pirate, his luck would have run out. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah, and they well they do gesture to that in this. They say your luck's run out, but Jack, he's still alive. He's, we see, yeah, he's still pretty lucky though. Yeah, he's still calling himself a pirate. He hasn't mm. tried to start a new life. Yeah, so make make so then it's more like getting the band back together. You know, give it a band. So much fun. Give it a like. Brenton believes in piracy, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's is, real. And is like, guys, we have got to get the band back together to rescue my dad. And, yeah, to go on an and adventure. Jack Sparrow to find is like, the no, it can't be done. That's impossible. There's no way you can rescue your dad. And he's like, ah oh, ha ha. But I have. Here's the other thing I would do. I think like the absence of Kira Knightley throughout the rest of the movie is a little is is a hindrance. I think. And I understand why they did it, because she is five years older than Brenton. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I understand why they would kind of have a lot of scenes together. <laughs> so that like it's hard to work around that. But I'm I'm wondering like so Brenton plays Henry Turner. Yes, Brenton Will, plays the son of William and Elizabeth Turner. And I'm wondering what context he's like grown up in. Like has she kind of returned to a sort of aristocratic life? Well, because that goes against going a bit from what where our whole spirit was. I think we're shown for him to live is being living inside that house attached to the lighthouse. I think she lives there and right. they've just grown up on that cliffside. Right. Which is why she's also on the cliffside at the end of the film. Right. Okay. And in the post credit sequence to the third one. Okay. Because I just wondered, like, what sort of class they count as now. Because then he's working as a deckhand. It would be... He's very low down. I think down for there. her it would be middle class. Like, he's not even wearing shoes when he's on that boat. No. Yeah. That's I'd, bleak. Yes. So I don't think she's of noble birth anymore because her father is dead. And, and therefore she's not the daughter of a governor anymore. And and everyone knew about all the pirate stuff she'd done. Yeah, probably. But I wondered if she... But yeah. she was the... King of the Pirates at the end of the last yeah. film she was in. See, so I technically... What, I wonder what happened there. She could have some sort of treasures. I thought she'd be living in that... What's it called? The harbour? Oh, you mean Shipwreck Cove. Shipwreck Cove. Living in ship... Nah, the piracy, piracy, yeah. Just, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, when you get married, that's what it is. When she gets married and bones a dude on the beach for a day... Before he goes back to his curse in the ocean. That's how a woman loses all of her power. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. So can't can't now, now go Once this. all of the hundreds of pirate ships have just watched you bang a dude on a beach, <laughs> they're a little less less inclined to like follow your rule of law. Yeah. I understand that he can't <laughs> come off the <laughs> We didn't have to watch. I don't I, what, when, I his know curse he can't... is to not come on land every yeah. ten years. But, but why can't like... she visit? Yeah, or couldn't he like come near and then so they could talk? They just like come, just row up <laughs> near. Hello, how are you doing? Just like so, then it, it, it's like they're skyping. He doesn't have at to least. have never met his father and yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Oh, you know, just being in the lighthouse. <laughs> you know, just chilling, just waiting. How's Ten our, years. How's our son? Pretty tan. Um, well, what if it also? I forgot what date it was uh, that you were supposed to come up. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to just was, try this every day for this, this period of three weeks? Oh, yeah, if you just lost track. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. Has it been? Yeah. And she could go out to the boat. She just can't go on the soul ferrying part of it. Yeah. I would have thought. I'm like, but, that's yeah. cool. But also, I, if you wanted to spend eternity with your wife yes. and your love, she could just make an oath to the boat like his dad does. And yeah, then they could spend the rest of their lives together. Yeah, before you've got Henry. Yeah. Then that that could be... Re- but he'd never let her do that. No. But... But, uh, you know, if it's a pirate's life for them... Another thing also is at the end of the third film, all of the barnacles and yucknuss mm. falls off of the other sailors that are committed to the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. Because they're going to do the job again. Yeah. They're going to do the... The ferrying of the souls. And presumably he, he stops doing the job. At because point, when he, we see him at the start of this film, he's got barnacles on him. Yeah. He's looking yucky. Or maybe that's just sort of unavoidable at a certain point when you're under the water. But if the you're whole doing time. the job. Here's my here's my other thought. If I'm Will if I'm Will Turner and I'm in that situation, first of all, I kind of love it that that happens. It's such a dark ending to the trilogy. It it's is so brutal. Mm. And he's got like that black headband on at the end. Yeah. And like they know they don't settle down together to live like a bourgeois life. They just stay fucking rock and roll forever. 
That's sort of like the, me- the meaning of it. They just oh, this big pirates. Um, <laughs> like, like, wouldn't that be cool if she stayed Pirate King and he's in charge of the Flying Dutchman? So now they're just this like power couple of this. Of yeah, the, she's they're, in they're charge the of the poles, living pirates, and he's in charge of the, dead ones, of the dead ones. And they're ones. just and they have like meetings every so often, and everyone knows they would be just doing it all the time, but they can't because they're held back by the force of the sea itself. If I was Will Turner on that boat, I'd try to be thinking of a way off it. All the time. Like, you're in the sea. Surely you'd be able to pick up on some sort of information. Imagine like if you, you heard about this trident of Poseidon, right? And you and know it, that it's probably under the ocean somewhere. And you're here for eternity. Yeah. You're not going to just let's look go, for it? Let's go get that. Like, let's stop doing the job for a while. <laughs> cop a few barnacles. Try and get this trident. <laughs> if you if you take a week off like Henry, and the barnacles start building up and then you start again, you do a shift again. And then, yeah, and then they just, go. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's receding. It's like getting a treatment. It's your payment for doing the shift. Oh, like Henry spends a week on this project and he gets to the Trident. I guess he does luck well, out. Well, he doesn't with, even spend a week on it. He does luck out with Karina, He just I guess. spends 10 years searching for Jack for some reason. Yeah. And well, finds yeah. him on accident. So the other thing I want more of in this movie is I want... So Jack, so Jack is older and... He's, and when we're getting the band back together, and have I want Jack to be sadder about what happened to Will. So sort of as when, as though it actually meant something to him. Yeah. So make their sort of bro ship, which I did. I know wasn't played up that much in the original movies, but it'd just be nice to sort of show that Jack feels kind of bad that that's how that played out. Yeah. You know. Well, Jack wanted and it so, for Jack, and so when Henry brings it up. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it because he actually doesn't like the fact that he didn't save Will and that Will and Elizabeth didn't get to be together, etc. Because otherwise Jack seems like Will is meant to be this real guiding motivation for the whole movie, but he's very... The fact that Jack doesn't seem to have any relationship to Will makes him feel very absent overall. Yes, he's meant to be a guiding motivation, at least for Henry's character. But from this first scene, that's the only real-time... We get yeah. to see that. If Will was in it a little bit more, if the Flying Dutchman was also being attacked mm. by this weird ship that eats yeah. things. But we'll get to that. I thought, alternatively, if Henry is been ra- has been raised in an aristocratic sort of environment, have the film, like, like she did go back into the system in order to protect her son so he gets, like, a safe and good upbringing at and least. And education. Have the film, like, start in England, mm. and Henry becomes the new generation rebel who... You know, he's like, oh, I'm going off to university now. And then he jumps out of the carriage and hops on a ship and goes to make things happen. And that explains why Kira Knightley's never in it, because he leaves her behind in England. Yeah. And you at least understand why she's not there, because she was trying to do the right thing by not raise her child in and a it, pirate it, it tavern. And it also explain why he's not high up in the hierarchy of soldiers if he ran away yeah, and he's, he's pretending to be somebody else. He's, a he's just a regular away. sailor yeah. heading to the Caribbean. And he has to pretend to be... All, has to. Pretend to do a Cockney accent the whole time. No, just does a Cockney accent. Just does it flawlessly. Yeah, just he's been doesn't even pretend. Yeah. He's nice. just got one. Okay. So, so I think Brenton Will, fits into this world very well. Yes. Vi- visually, Brenton visually, fits perfectly. He, I use, he slots perfectly into the world of pirates. You know all that makeup tan that we talk about being attached to Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom? It. Brenton don't need that. Oh, no, he's on the natch, this guy. He's all natural. <laughs> um, and so 
but they set up the fact that hey, there's a trident. When it, the fact that we don't see the trident, I think, makes it a little bit difficult. And there's some sort of prologue thing where I see a tied trident. Um, what did you think of the trident when you first saw it? I thought, oh, I see what you did there. It's, it's lame. Th- it's th- <laughs> no, I didn't think it was lame. Oh, I, thought, okay. I thought it was fine. I thought it was super lame. What was lame about it? When you think of the trident of Poseidon, it's a bit small, I guess. You want it to be pretty. Well, no, it's been under the water for a long time. Yeah, but at least so be designed pretty. If you pressure washed it, have you it ever would seen brilliant. a picture or statue of Poseidon with a weird ass U shaped thing with a third finger sticking out of one side for no fucking it's reason? Three prongs, but not all even, so it's a little bit different. No, it's not cool. I didn't mind the, the trident. The weird, the weird fondue fork of trident of Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people think it was a big deal. He had loads of them. He put two. He he had two of them to eat a corn. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so Henry basically has determined oh. that the trident of Poseidon, whole in the trident of Poseidon, are whole, are held all the curses of the seas. Yeah. So with that trident, they could break the curse of the Flying Dutchman, yeah. which was put on upon it. Put upon it by Calypso, the goddess of the sea. So the sea itself put a curse on this thing. But apparently well, this one trident can break it. That's fine. Well, it makes sense that, you know, you've got to go to god level. you got to, to go break. above Calypso, I guess. you got to go up the... Yeah. Uh, so... Should have been revealed that, like, the small man on the ship is Poseidon. And at the end, he goes Yeah, huge. Poseidon being a part of the film would be a nice little twist. Yeah. Or at least the skeleton of Poseidon. Oh, yeah, because he's been killed by the East India Trading Company. <laughs> exactly. He's been killed by capitalism. Um, Jeff so Bezos. Will, will makes it, uh, Henry makes it known that he wants to do this. Yeah. And Will's like, nah, I'm no. here for Evs, bruh. Yeah, don't even try. Don't even try. Not even when you look the same age as me. Don't come. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't come after it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I won't age. That's what the curse does. Your mum's gonna. Yeah. That's why I've got barnacles, because I haven't visited her in a while. The thing... She's getting on, and I'm still the same. (laughs) The one... (laughs) Yeah, the one thing I've learned from all my knowledge of the sea is that there's never any wiggle room with any of these curses or anything. (laughs) They're all very black and white. Once it's done, it's done. There's so much wiggle room with the concept foot on land in the fucking third movie. Davy Jones is in a fucking bucket. He's in a bucket. How did he get... On the beach. All you need is a bath on wheels. He could go anywhere. Wheel it up into the house so no one can see you. <laughs> yeah, um, the whole can't be on land, can't be in the, is gets quite philosophical, really. When, like, yeah. Well, can you take land out to sea and then they can't stand on it? When? When is, what is land? You know what I mean? We shoot things. forward 10 years. And Brenton's working on this ship and... He they, is a lowly ship's hand. Yeah, and they the guys in charge of sailing them into the the triangle of darkness the or whatever triangle. the devil's triangle. And Brenton's like terrible idea, everybody, because I've read everything. Why the fuck if you're a dude who pilots a boat mm-hmm. and you see a big outcropping of rocks? Yeah, would you even think about taking your boat near it? Why do they go in there in this? Bit? They're chasing someone, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, they're chasing another boat because they're pirate hunters. Like Salazar was. I think. Because Salazar chases the pirates in there, and that's how yeah, he gets that's what he was. that's what he was doing anyway, regardless, he got, got cursed. Brent, and Brenton tries to sort of hijack the ship, which doesn't go well, which is not surprising. 
and they rip his sleeves to symbolize that he's been treasonous. Oh, should, so treasonous. Should bring that back. Ripping of sleeves. Oh, yeah, I think when someone gets found guilty of something in court, I want someone to walk up and just... But most people don't wear jackets them. anymore. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, you have to wear a jacket to your to the verdict. Also, if somebody ripped your sleeves like that, just rip the rest of the sleeve and, make and they'll it a never lock. know. Yeah, like, no, no. It's I, like, no, I just lost my sleeves, man. This is what I always do. Yeah. Or take off your jacket. Yeah. Or just sew it back up. I don't know. I feel like there's probably ways around it. Um, <laughs> oh, and so Salazar and the zombies attack. And it's, it's Javier Bardem doing In, a lot of acting. Um, from this moment. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, they just kill him, don't they? Continue, continue. I have okay. I have issues with the way they do the reveals of the of of Salazar and his men. Right. Okay. Because in in the first one, yeah. they're just regular pirates for such a long amount of the movie, and then we realize that they're cursed because it's yeah. an awesome twist, and then it they're is. skeletons. Yeah. And well, yeah. In this, they are they're ghosty pirates pretty much straight away. Yeah. Done very very kind well. Of, yeah, and you know. It is. It's going to be hard to keep coming up with new ideas for your ghosty pirates. Like after this, it's hard to think of how they can make ghosty pirates again yeah. in a new, different way. I mean, the crustacean fish pirates idea was that, great because it was great. it's it's more earthy, more tactile, more grimy and horrible. Mm-hmm. Rather than we're, we've basically got zombie skeleton pirates, yep. weird fish crustacean pirates, yep. and now like turning into the Invisible Man pirates. Yeah. Who are, who are sort the of only time we've and then we've had zombie pirates because um, Blackbeard apparently zombifies people to work for him, and they're just big and buff oh. and they say nothing. Oh right, yeah. You know, oh yeah, in the fourth one that I in that, that we shit don't that doesn't make sense. About. Yeah, yeah. So, the fourth one, but the bad. fourth one is mostly just pirate pirates. Emma and I watched all of these as you in, should in sequence and mm-hmm. we went through the first three and then in the fo- we put the fourth one on and we're just talking at a certain point i was like do you see how unengaging this is see how much <laughs> we just do not give a shit about this storyline and jack sparrow doesn't give a shit about it the whole yeah. movie is like i don't care about this let me leave let me get out of here because he shouldn't have been in it no well it's pirates was is a risk it's it's at risk of having the diehard problem of, oh, let's just find other scripts lying around and put John McClane in them. Yeah. Now they're like, are there any pirate scripts? Can we put Johnny Depp in it? Brilliant. Then that's a pirate. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> I think that's very much what but I whatever that one is called is. None of the diehard movies Perfectly are as bad as the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Even Jai Courtney's one, I which don't know. is terrible. I think that's as bad. <sighs> anyway. We this one is better than the fourth one. It is without a doubt, and I think it's it was always going to struggle to be better than any of the first three. Yeah, because I love all three of the first three, and they're an incredibly strong unit of storytelling. They're incredibly strong for the reason of they made a standalone movie, yeah, and then somehow managed to tie in two wonderful sequels to moments of that standalone movie that meant meant nothing for that film, like tying in the compass, tying in. Jack's history, the betrayal, like all of these things into it mm. to make sequels out of a film that didn't need sequels. Yeah, but to just make two strong sequels and then probably leave it. Yeah, it was know. it was real good. It was a, it was a great five years for film. Yeah, and, oh, they are long though. Like especially De- 
Dead Man's Chest is like two and a half hours long. Like, yeah, because it's really because it's only half a film of story. It is anyway. Those two it's movies like are one. It's like watching the two towers, but without it's, like it's one six-hour movie. <laughs> and like, Jesus, <laughs> like it gets they get a little bit too into themselves, but that's worth all right. it. Hashtag worth it. Yeah. And so, do you, what do you think of of Javier Bardem? He's got I, a lot going on. He, I think it's too much. He's got sword crutches. He's got he's got he's got floaty crutches hair. for both things. Floaty hair. He can't speak. He spits black sludge all the time. Yeah, it's. I think it's too he's much. Spanish. I think it's just too much. I love that he's Spanish. I love that it's Javier Bardem because he's a great actor. Yeah. If he if he was walking weirdly, he could he should speak normally. Okay. But if he's speaking with his if he's I think it's I think it's all right. I think his um I think the power of his performance like comes through all the CGI and I think that's it, part yes. of the risk that the fact that Xavier Bardem kind of gets lost but and he's um, the only one of his crew that still has a face. Yeah. For some reason, he's the only one of the 50 dudes that he condemned to die inside this triangle 10 years ago. Yeah. How many years ago? Maybe, yeah. Um, maybe they were maybe maybe they're like you know what would make the CGI on this movie much fucking easier. If none of these dudes have faces. faces. But like make it a Let's thing. give one dude just a hand. It's part of it, yeah. One 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 <laughs> one you, guy I, is just a hand. I need you to CGI twenty people. Okay, what if one of them is just a leg? Does that count? <laughs> I guess it technically counts. No one's ever gonna Sick. know where his sword is. Yeah. And so he says he's going to let Brenton go so if he can find He always Jack leaves Sparrow. one man alone alive yeah. to tell the tale. Dead men tell no tales. And I get it. It's a fun phrase and it's cool to say it so early in the movie, but you are literally a dead man telling us a story. <laughs> in a world where uh, famously many dead people <laughs> walk around a lot of stories. the time. A lot of like, like um, the dead never shut up in this universe. <laughs> But I get it, it's fine. The um always leaving one man alive to tell the tale. Yeah. How many people have come into this cove since he's been like in there? Or is that like when he was killing pirates for a living and hunting pirates? Did he always leave one pirate alive to tell the tale? Yeah, maybe. So it was just his thing. And how fucking psychopathic do you need to be to kill every person on a boat except one? And now you go tell everybody about this. Well, you know, he's got a... He's taking a kind of Apocalypse Now approach. Very. A sort of a scorched earth. Kind of a... Ra- uh, I want to kill all the pirates, except the ones that I decide to leave alive, because they'll make the others scared, but then I'll kill mm. them. But that's the thing. You leave one alive every time, they'll eventually form together into a super pirate Avengers. Exactly. Yeah. That's just bad form. That's what the Pirates Universe needs to do. It needs to build to its own Avengers. So that's why they're introducing a Karen Gillan slash Margot Robbie film. Yeah. For that one to do really well. And they're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then they don't make these for about 20 years. And, and then 70-year-old yeah. Johnny Depp Johnny and still 70-year-old Will Keith Depp. Richards. That <laughs> <laughs> no, Keith Richards would now play Johnny Depp. Yeah, because Johnny Depp just steps look, in. He'll look a little younger. Yeah, Keith Richards has <laughs> somehow managed to get younger, and Johnny Depp has obviously passed away from old age, tragically. Um, so then we cut from that back to uh, Mount Mount Mart Saint Martin in the Caribbean, and so we've got Karina played by that that one from The Maze Runner. And Skins, I can't pronounce her last name. 
Kaya. Scodalario. Scolidario? Scoliosis. Scod. Kaya. Yes, yeah, Scodalario. Cool. And she's pretty good. Yeah. Bit of a breath of fresh air. Bit of bad dialogue. This whole thing. What's the bad dialogue oh, I here? I just don't like much of the dialogue. Okay. None of it seems natural. Some of it is a little bit clunky. Like, I'm, I confess I'm a, wom- I'm a woman of science. So there's a little oh, the bit map of... no man can read. Yes, well, it's lucky I'm not a man, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. The Lord of the Rings did that 20 years ago. Yeah, and we know that's not what they meant. Like, that's probably what the Witch King was like. Like, <laughs> I am no man. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. You know, like... <laughs> It's just like a saying. It's just like an antiquated way of talking about people. So then, oh, damn it, she got me. That's probably how she got him. She said, I'm no man. And he got so annoyed at that like nitpicking response. He started explaining what, and then, then while, oh, while he was off guard, she got him in the face. Got him in the face. Uh, but yeah, she's been sentenced to death for witchcraft. Yeah. Because she's smart. Yeah. Where does she learn all of her stuff? It's not told, not mentioned in the Because thing. I don't understand how you learn Oh, in the all. orphanage. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's a, it, well, she got dropped off at the smart people's orphanage. Right. You know? For, gift, for, for gifted orphans. Yes. Yeah, okay. She, she started Xavier's school. Because I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. X-Men pirates. That's what they can do next with. It's just um, mutants. Superhero pirates. One yeah. pirate that can fly. Yeah. Peter Pan is literally going to be the next Pirates of the Caribbean Wolverine. Movie. <gasps> Disney. Wolverine's that. alive at this time, isn't he? Pretty close. Mm, not yet. Wolverine All right, just put Wolverine's like... dad in it. <laughs> Turns out the Wolverine thing is a curse that Jack Sparrow did by well, Dracula accident. would make a cool addition to the Pirates universe. Yeah, folded into the dark universe. <laughs> I wanted that to be a thing so bad. Yeah. Because it would have been cool until they fucked up. I don't the first think it. I'm sure. I'm not sure it would have been cool. But oh, you, well, yeah, if it had been cool, it would have been cool. Yeah. But as if it, you did the it first revealed one itself well, to not. Yeah. If you did the it, the casting cool, choices they had made were great. Kind of cool. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Bam! Right there. Javier Bardem being like, I am from the black swamp. No, yeah, he was, was the he? wolf man. He was going to be the wolf man. And the, I can't. I'm not very good doing the Spanish accent. It's okay. Johnny Depp was going to be whom? Oh, yeah, they're all in it. Brent, yeah. Brenton should have been in the Dark Universe. He should have been in the Dark Universe as the Bride of Frankenstein. Anyway, she's been sentenced to death for witchcraft because she's smart. Because she's too much of a girl boss. Uh, but then she escapes um, yeah. while getting... And you've got all your great Australian actors in this film. We've got another Brenton movie where there's a lot of Australian actors that were around. They were just... Local at the time. Yeah, great to see Bruce Spence in this as the guy in charge. <laughs> see him? He is well-known from... Mad Max 2. Mad Max 2. The Mouth of Sauron. Does he play the Mouth of Sauron? He is the Mouth of Sauron. Jesus. And one of the poachers in Ace Ventura. That's terrifying. That's what he's burned into my memory as, as from a child. <laughs> and they reveal the town vault and Jack spares asleep inside of it. And then they steal the building. So they try to they try to fast and furious the vault. They do. But the whole building comes with them. This this bit for me yeah. was a little too cheesy. Because it's so impossible clear that that building's going to not stay there. Because it's a new building that's touching two older looking buildings. And like... The, the job they did building everything is beautiful because set building is amazing. Yeah. But it's so obvious from the get-go. I'm like, okay, cool. That building's going to go somewhere. 
Well, okay. Well, and I feel like that's a that's a strange angle to take <laughs> it from. The, it just the, irked me a little bit. They should have made it less obvious that that building was going to move. I would have pre- preferred that the building had stayed and he'd just ridden the 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 what is it the safe around okay. like the end scene from Fast and the Furious Five. Well, that does happen eventually. It does. Yeah. Still, very fun, fun sequence. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's pretty good. Um, we get we're we're building Karina's character. She fixes that guy's telescope. She meets Jack Sparrow. Um, and they eventually, and eventually, the they 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 get away with the vault, but it's empty, and so it didn't. Well, it wasn't empty to begin with. It had just been open for the entire chase, and now they've just given however many gold to the people of Saint Martin, mm, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and so it is. Like a Jack Sparrow is just kind of useless throughout this. Through the throughout the whole Isn't film, it? yes. Yeah, and but and there's, but there's not really a reason for it. No, you in know? the first three, he's useless, but in a good way. Yeah. In that he just bumbles through and yeah. can fight. I think Jack Sparrow, is, he's very funny in this, and he's funnier than the, than the previous one. Um, Definitely. He got a lot more laughs out of Emma, I can tell you that much, in this, <laughs> in this movie. But it's there's something more, so, like something sort of softer and more family-friendly about the whole thing, mm-hmm. I think. In the previous movies, everyone's more sort of ruthless and mean and piratey and more piratey like like elizabeth lets jack sparrow die at the end of the second one yeah she does she fully betrays she him she makes out with him and then locks him up lets him die and then he goes to his death and he like bravely. smiles cuz he gets it yeah he's, he's like, like hey it's a pirate's life it's a pirate's life yo and but That's it, just cool. But it can't you can't really imagine any of the characters in this doing that. No, you can't imagine Karina just betraying Henry. No, because also why would she? Because she doesn't really have she's anti-pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Whether how, But she's not anti-pirate. She's just not she's she's pro anything. She's well, she's pro science. <laughs> she's pro science, but also like pursuing like a the the instructions from a, from a magical book. Yeah. But and she's like, it could have been pro equality, but it's not. Like the film. she wasn't like part of the women's suffrage movement in the film. Well, no, I don't think you necessarily need to bring it in that sort of literally. Not preachy, but I think you oh, know oh, that... she has astronomy and horology knowledge, and that does help them in their mission. Every, and I do everyone love is the horology joke, though. Yeah, no shame in that. You can't you can't go past it. The horology joke's pretty decent. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's um, an easy joke to make. It's it's right there. Can't believe no one's done it before. <laughs> um, so, so Karina links up with Brenton when he wakes up in in the hospital because mm-hmm. he's the only one to escape the monarch. But uh, David Wenham, another Australian actor who was around, is there, <laughs> and I think he's. He's pretty underserved in this because he's very underserved in it, this. It feels like David Wedham was like, "Oh, can I be in that?" And they're he like, should oh, have, "We don't really have it, a like, role." The character should have been a secondary antagonist. Yeah, he's he's because he comes back at the end and just immediately gets centipeded by the Salazar. Exactly. Ship. So Doesn't it should have been anything. there should have been at least two scenes between then of him mm. following. Salazar should have enlisted him yep. because they're on the same side because they're both hunting pirates. Yep. It doesn't. Salazar wouldn't want to smash their ship because they yep. represent the system he was a part of. 
Exactly. Exactly. And then you'd see David Wenham start to feel conflicted, like, well, I guess I'll partner with this obviously evil demon ghost man. Uh, but then eventually turn. But then he'd eventually turn good, and then Salazar kills him, and yeah. he realizes they're not on the same side anymore. Um, that could have been cool. But uh, so, Brent, so Brenton knows about the trident. Oh, but before that happened, Jack is drunk, right? Well, yeah, he's drunk in the vault. He's drunk throughout the vault. Well, they fail at escape. the robbery. But when does Jack betray the compass? Um, soon. Oh, okay, I think. So, oh yeah, so 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 she goes to see Brenton in the hospital. David Wenham captures her, and then yeah, Jack is down on his luck. He falls in the mud, and he trades the compass away for rum, and that's a big deal because it turns out the compass was the linchpin of the whole triangle of Satan curse thing. Uh, what it says is um, they do it in the flashback later. He gets the trumpet, the compass from his old captain, and the captain says it will lead you to whatever it is you want most, mm. but if you betray it. It will send your worst fear. Right, so yeah. the only reason Salazar is released is because he's like if if Jack was afraid of something else, yeah. if there was like an evil rooster somewhere on an island that Jack went to once, yeah, Salazar'd like, still be inside that devil's triangle. Just like a load of mice. This come. rooster is now on its way. It follows in Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Not even running. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah walking slower than a rooster usually moves like like a, like the terminator <laughs> terminator old school terminator speed but because jack's biggest fear is the release of captain salazar whom he i assume he just thought was dead so it's it's really a coincidence that brenton has just met salazar Mm-hmm. And then Salazar gets released it's, because Jack yeah, it losing the compass is nothing to do with what Brenton is doing. No, Brenton goes there. Like the the message that Salazar says is that I'll get you eventually. But it's got nothing to do with the compass. Yeah, and, and it's not even telling Jack to do anything. He's like, just tell Jack I'm that coming. Shit, I'm still alive. This shit ain't over. I'm still a dead. But and I've still got a face. Yeah. And, Unlike I'm, my and I'm going to find you. I haven't spoken. And I'm going to go ooga, booga, 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 straight at you. <laughs> I haven't spoken to another person with a face for a, a long time. Yeah, I guess. Because no one else was mental enough to sail into the devil's triangle. <laughs> which looks very, you know, Yeah, it looks like a place you would not sail to. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And like Jack doesn't have the compass at certain points in previous films. But could we say he didn't betray the compass? No, he's lent it. It's been stolen. It got taken off him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's never given it away for for booze because he's down on his luck and covered in mud. Mm. I think that does make it weird that we see Salazar before the completely incidental thing that is a product of Jack Sparrow's decline releases him. It makes you feel like those things are related, but then actually, they're actually not. Well, it should have made those things be related. Like the film should have had those two things be related, mm. and the reason Salazar was after his boat in particular was because maybe the compass is Salazar's, and the original thing yeah. that the compass was per- the made for was to find pirates, because that's what Salazar wanted to do was to rid the world of pirates. So it's his compass, and it always seeks out the next one. Right, but yeah. That's what he wanted most. Mm. And so I wonder for why someone else that's what it does. Why does Jack forget about that rule? Because um, like it's well, two I don't rules. think Jack knows about it. He doesn't. Well, Jack's okay. told at the start, but obviously he's just like don't betray it. Uh, and okay, I yeah. won't. Mm. 30 odd years later. Yeah. 
I think the the vault, the Fast and Furious vault thing, is cool, but I think it needs to show particularly how and why Jack Sparrow is kind of a loser and a failure now. Yeah, instead I guess of it shows that he's a, drunk. an accident. Yeah, it shows that he's drunk, but he got laid. He got laid, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not shown to be regretting any of his actions. No. He's just kind of in the flow state he has been throughout every movie that allows him to sort of land on his feet the whole time. Mm. But it seems like here he's really not landing on his feet. He's landing very literally in the mud. But that doesn't really come out of that situation. It's sort of like oh, Jack being Jack again. Yeah. But it doesn't push him to the point of desperation that would cause him to give up on the compass just to get more rum. It would have been... Because in a way, that's just a very bleak story about alcoholism. Well, it is. <laughs> Which is the undercurrent of this whole franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the rum always mm. gone? Uh, so, Celazar's released, and my problem immediately begins is that Time to hunt a we pirate. see the boat do its boat thing from the get-go. When it turns into a centipede? Yeah, so... The way that Salazar's boat attacks other boats is that it eats them. Oh, yeah. He just gets out there and just starts just gnashing on boats. Yep. So what I think... He just gets right into is it. ...is a, a, poor, a poor decision in filmmaking okay. is to show that straight away. Yeah. What they should have done in order to make him more scary mm. and like and act, like seem more imposing in a cinematic sense yeah. is to have a, a, a mist of some sort... Follow his ship everywhere. Mm. So you have your your generic pirate vessel that he comes to attack, and we just see it from a like a a bird's eye view of just this cloud just come past. Obviously, Salazar's boat's in there, and then we just see the remains of a ship sinking. No flame, nothing. Yeah, just it goes, and then at just, the like you hear screams. Yeah, in you the hear cloud. an attack. You hear these crunchings of something or other mm. and then the boat is just sinking and it's dead and yeah it makes and you don't know why until later in the film it's revealed that the boat itself yeah just claws ha- and spiders around things and yeah just ha- have it be revealed that like this thing is moving around and it's really targeting pirates yeah so that's why we care about it so there's the, the it seems to be like you need more of like the state or the east india trading company as an ongoing presence that have like defeated pirates basically, and now whenever they do have a conflict, this mist comes through. I think the idea of Jack Sparrow's greatest fear is something we could build up to more. Yes. Like, what the fuck is this thing going to be when it does yeah. appear? Having Salazar be Jack Sparrow's greatest fear should have been a th- more of a thing, so that they should have planned for this movie mm. to fulfil the need for a trilogy to expand. So yeah, whereas he, like he Dead Men Tell No Tales has the reveal of Davy Jones being the big bad. So if you have Salazar as dead, your... Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, you Dead Man's two? Chest. Yeah. Um, as the reveal of Davy Jones being the big bad. So like this is the guy, but he doesn't die until the end of the next film. And you know that. Mm. Like when you go in to watch Dead Man's Chest, you're like, yeah, he's not going to beat him in this one. Yeah. Because it goes for too long before anything happens. So, like, if you come into this and they they knew that Salazar would be the next big bad for Jack Sparrow to fight against, yeah, you could reveal him later, or like you could you could start the story by telling us about him, and then you go through the whole story with this mist. After we see Jack betray the compass, this mist just killing ships. 
Mm. And then at the end of this film, it's revealed that Salazar is now not in the Devil's Triangle. Mm. He's using his boat to kill people. Yeah. And then, but the he's sided one, with the yeah the next the government, one. and that would that would give the the ability to have the East India Trading Company be a character in the film. And still yeah. have Barbosa's group be a character in the film. Oh, you know what you do here. And are we are we setting up three films here? You'd set up just at least a second one. Yeah, if you're doing at least a second one, you know what happens at the end of this one? Mm. Salazar destroys Shipwreck Cove. Yes. Just fucking mows through Killing it pirates. like it's nothing. Because he needs to kill pirates. That's yeah. his thing. And so the pirates are scattered to the winds. If he spends Maybe the have Knightley still just there. attacking pirate ships. But it's this established impregnable pirate. Like they say in the previous films, this, we could stay here for ages. Yeah. And there'd be a massive siege and they'd never get in. Show Salazar just decimating it without even trying. Exactly. It and would be now so you're like, cool. what the fuck do we but do also, about this? It'd, been, it'd be awesome if Jack's betrayal of this one compass was still the thing that released Salazar from where he is. Yeah. So now it's because so, so then it's all his tiny fault moment free. has decimated the population mm. of pirates. Yeah. It's also cool that they because they've been in that thing for so long. Mm. The only reason this evil ship is so powerful is because Jack Sparrow Put, put it in put there. Put them in there. Yeah. So he's empowered the villain, and now he's set it free. So now it's very much his problem. Meanwhile, you've got Henry Turner trying to free Will, Will Turner. from his curse. And, and that would also bring the Flying Dutchman back into the story, because Will would be a good guy trying to stop Salazar Yeah, make an well. argument about how the Flying Dutchman will Has help just had them. so much of a... Up- uplift in 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 work of late <laughs> yeah he's real busy well like, you could do something like something's been like, happening like a like, lot of dudes are coming to visit <laughs> to have, be something like like salazar is clearly in this sort of netherworld where he can't die mm. yet and the flying dutchman takes people to the underworld mm. so surely to defeat salazar you need to get the flying dutchman to do something to get him to help pull him out of his in into twixt space and down into hell, basically. It'd be cool if, because assumedly a, a person dies and then their soul is ferried on on the Flying Dutchman to the yeah. to the locker or wherever it needs to go to pass to the other side. So Salazar's soul is somewhere, or his body is somewhere. So what's Ooh. killing people and what's piloting the boat is the, his, his his soul his or tortured his, his torturedness, but his body is somewhere. Yeah, so the that's Dutchman the MacGuffin has to find we need. That would yeah. be cool. Like the actual remains of his actual ship are somewhere. Yeah. See, I think a lot of the joy of the, of the first three was like mysteries, and- mysteries. But there's like there's so many MacGuffins. Yes. But they're doing it on purpose. Like oh, it's a joke. So much stuff, and there's like, too much. Especially in the three-way sword fight. Mm-hmm. Like the film, obviously, it has insight into the intentional ridiculousness of. There's the heart, there's the book, there's the child, yeah. there's this sword, there's that sword, there's, there's six. The key. There's the key. There's six different parties interacting in this fight. But you understand it while you're watching it because it's the film does that. It's very expertly presented, mm-hmm. but it's, and it's, it's exciting to keep up with the absurd nature of all these things ticking back and forth. Exactly. So like it pushes the MacGuffin thing so far, you come out the other end and it's actually cool again instead of just having one or two. I think this movie lands a little bit more into having a few MacGuffins, and it's this enough. Two MacGuffins. It's enough that you're kind of like, I, I, I've losing track of it a little bit, but it's not that same sort of the, like the joyous way it's done in the yeah. previous movies. Well, here you've got Trident. You've got Trident and book. Book, book to find Trident. That's it. 
compass, I guess. But the compass is betrayed and he gets it back straight away. Yeah, true. And it still works, apparently. Mm. Like, it's not just a regular yeah. compass now. Imagine think... that. <laughs> you betray it. Oh, now it's just, that's just north. Mm. Well, I guess I do want to know where north is. I mean, <laughs> not like more than anything, but... <laughs> yeah. That compass would be so hard to use. It, like, imagine if anytime you... you have to go to the bathroom, you like, at a, it would just start to t- lean away from but what you were doing. Like, oh shit! If you like, don't you can't know be thirsty. how far away the thing you want most is, it's you not can't actually, plan to go to an island nearby. It's actually to resupply. Really difficult information to use. Yeah, <laughs> like, for a person who has on the to sail on a boat, yeah, and on... possibly take three weeks to get somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Have you got the supplies that will like, get you to this place? Like, if you're walking around the city centre... Oh, shit, that's fine. You'll get there eventually. Yeah, if you're on land... If you're in the Caribbean in the 17th <laughs> century, this is actually a little bit difficult. Uh, if you have difficult. access to a flying machine... Mm. But I think what I was saying was... What I was going to say was they have all the different MacGuffins, but also the number of different characters and storylines were sort of part of the fun as well. Exactly. And the way... We, and all the different characters that started off as side characters and cameos, but also invested with a lot of gravity as well. Mm-hmm. By the fact that Mackenzie Crook from The Office is the one that sets Calypso free. That's just cool. The fact that he's given that moment and he's been he's established as enough of a person that we like having him do that in that mm. scene. That's a lot of that was a lot of the joy of those previous movies as well. And so I th- here, I think the storyline is a little bit. Uh, linear and unitary. Of, it's because it's, it's these people doing this thing. Been made as a standalone film. Yeah, but I think if you had, you've got Jack Sparrow with his this greatest fear in the world, Salazar slowly emerging and getting worse. You got David Wenham as a more fully articulated villain who ultimately ends up allying with Salazar, but is confl- but is still sort of conflicted about it. You've got Henry Turner trying to free his father, Will, who he wants for personal reasons, but also convinces Jack that that would be good because that will help him get rid of Salazar. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Karina trying to... See, her motivation isn't quite strong enough here. She just she just wants to see what this book does, yep. basically, because that might mean something about her dad, maybe. Well, yeah, because she was left, and this was the... She says yeah. that the book is the only thing she got left from her father. Um, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> it needs to. You need so. I, I like the idea of bringing science in. I'm like, where yes. like, science is developing, we can actually use this to our advantage a little bit more now. Could, but have it. Yeah, have it make, help them win some fights and with science. With science. Yeah. You know, have, have her be a sort of Doctor Who character, who can sort of see the way out of yeah, because, the situation well also, the whole time. Um, science would not mean astrology. Or astronomy for her for 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 pirates because that's how sailors have got around for the longest amount of time like that wouldn't yeah be, true. oh that's crazy it's in the stars like that shouldn't be the revelation yeah like i don't think pirates would treat navigational insights as witchcraft yeah no they're like yeah they're cool like, yeah that's right. just a nice last way of looking at that that's kind of yeah that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, she should. She should be. A, she should have chemistry. Yeah, or inventions. Yeah, cool inventions. Yes. Yeah, a sort of um, chemistry. Also, pirates wouldn't be against any sort of new chemistry things because gunpowder. Oh yeah. Also, they, it seems like they've all seen some shit. 
exactly. <laughs> but like, if it was newfangled inventions and stuff, was her way of introducing science to the world, and she had some sort of way to mm. make a rowboat go faster. Yeah, or like little Have things. A, she needs to be on an ex. She needs to be a rich person on an expedition from England in a fucking hot air a, balloon. In a hot air balloon flight. The science of flight. And that's how she sees oh. the island or the right map is because she oh. can go up there where the pirates have yet never been. Hot air balloon. So in us, in the second or third one, in the final battle, she comes over the horizon like Gandalf with a fucking army of hot air balloons. And they're... Could imagine with an like, army. With like, steam, with like steampunk But you could propellers. also picture... And they if just she has raining. a hot air balloon in this movie, or like somebody has a hot air balloon, or she steals it, they fly. She knows, but the end, the end one has the um, East India Trading Company or whatever, whatever villainous company they have for this one. Yeah, has a has a, has a fleet of boats, but they also yeah. have airships because it'd be believable in yeah. the universe. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. We build into our universe the edge of the world. So we're, we're well, flat. the edge of the world does exist. Yeah, they've so. been to it. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you go over. over right, the edge yeah, I forgot over about it. Yeah, I wasn't paying much attention to that bit. I was falling asleep because I was very tired. But <laughs> yeah, okay. So we we do, an, but they do an edge of the world gambit, and they and the baddies are, are following them, and they're like, there must be a way out of this, otherwise they're going to kill themselves. And then as they get to the edge of the world, like six hot air balloons inflate from the ship, lifting the ship up, and yep. the baddies sail over the edge. So it'd be it'd be cool to have. Hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. And that's Karina's thing. She is in charge of all the hot air balloons. Not that that existed at this specific time. Yes, it did. I was like, don't worry about it. But it would be really, really cool for that's what her science is. She's an aeronaut. Yeah, aeronaut. Yeah, she gets to wear the goggles. Goggles and stuff. Yeah. And there are pirates. Scarf. Scarf blown in the wind. That would be cool. So she's a, so <laughs> she's a, she's a World War One RAF pilot. <laughs> Stylistically, in our version, um, have you? And she's got science and gadgets, and that and that helps them win some of the the battles. That would and be it's nice because so that's cinematic. Like, but then Salazar's ship like can jump up a little bit and like gets one of them, so they have to like go a little bit higher. But they have, but they have to come Although low. Cannons could still take a hot air balloon down. Yeah, sometimes, but also Salazar's ship jumps like a like a dolphin. And just fucking carve some of them up, but they have to come down low enough in order for their weaponry to be able to fire. Well, I don't think the airship, at least in this film, in the first usage of the airship, is just a regular hot air balloon. There's no guns on it. It's yeah. just an invention that she brings along with her. But it would be cool if she's loading up onto Jack's ship of some kind to f- to, to go go about their mm. adventure together and she's just loading on this big crate for some reason I'm like what the hell is that why, why is that on my boat and she's like it'll come in handy yeah and it does come in handy yeah yeah here's i re- i really like brenton's performance and i like the character overall but he's he's lacking enough of a thing will had a thing will had a love will had a thing he likes Elizabeth, and he does, and he thinks pirates are bad because his dad he likes definitely Elizabeth, wasn't a pirate. Thinks pirates are bad, and then for the second, and films, he's a craftsman for the second and third. So he's films, good at swords. He likes Elizabeth and wants to save Elizabeth. Then he meets his dad and wants to save his dad, and just keeps adding mm. things to the character. Yeah, but you know he's he's poor but good at swords because he's a craftsman. Yeah, done. He's built swords for ages. 
Henry, I'm not sure if he's rich or poor. I'm not really sure what it, he's like. He's good at like learning stuff. He's also he's not shown to be great at sword fighting. He can just no well, take why, a beating. Why would he be exactly? You know. So like I I enjoy so, that he can throw his body at people, and it's quite effective. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's cool. But so in a, it but, should be more effective. But in in our version, he has he's grown up in England and now and been doing learning. But he's a he's maybe he's so he's a sharpshooter. He's 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 a Sherlock Holmes. So he's a rich guy, but he's been going out and doing bare knuckle boxing for oh, fun and stuff. Artist. So he's good at fighting. That'd be cool. Not sword fighting in Not particular. Sword fighting. Just fighting. Yeah. And he know and he because it that it's his thing in this that he knows about every myth and and legend, mm. um, and so he's a so he's a he's a sort of polymath guy, but who's also likes fighting because he's just a bit of a red blood. What guy. if instead of and him, he's going to go and free his father? Yeah. What if instead of him starting the thing as a lowly ship's hand, even though that works cool, if if she comes in with a flying ship, she'd be the the dominant awesome like currently successful person and he'd be the lowly ship's hand hiding in the, yeah. in the in this world trying to find clues about his father the hot air but if he came in as an adventurer so he's on the hunt for another thing that he's already done a, a few adventures mm-hmm. that would be cool too if we didn't have the hot air balloon but the hot air balloon i think would remove his need to be an adventurer and i enjoy if he is a sherlock holmes smartness yeah type martial arts fighter guy he would come in yeah. As a, a nobody and sneak into the world unbeknownst to everybody. Yeah, with a fun disguise. Yeah. Hot air balloon is how the main characters survive the destruction of Shipwreck Cove. Yes. Bay thing. So many things. Disney. Hey, Disney. Because Brenton, he ends no, up... seriously, Disney. Seriously. Oh, yes. The, am, am you're I... listening, right? Overlords. Well, yeah, they're listening to everything, but not like in a personal way, just in order to convert this into metadata that yeah. they can... So they can make a word cloud out of it and figure out, oh, people want to see a remake of the animated <laughs> Robin Hood, <laughs> but more creepy. Um, yeah, because I think Henry Turner ends up being a little, a little bit of a passenger in this yes, storyline. In a storyline that's supposed to be his storyline. Yeah. What we haven't talked about yet is Barbosa. Well, we get to him right now. Okay. Right. And Bob and I don't think we're not going to get through this scene by scene. I don't think no. we're going to run out so of time. So Barbosa, in the interim between the fourth and fifth films, has gone from being a privateer in the king's army to betraying the king, and then becoming ultra rich, having a fleet of his own. And yeah. instead of burying his treasure, he just keeps it on his main boat, which well, has an awesome stained glass window at the back of it. Is he a pirate? Yeah. In this, or is he? No, he's a, just a rich ass pirate, motherfucker. I thought he. Oh, by the way, he's got a fleet of other pirate ships. That's what Salazar starts killing. First hot air balloon flight, nineteenth September, seventeen eighty three. That's pretty close. So to this. that 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 definitely works. That is pretty close to this. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, Salazar's destroying his fleet. So Barbosa is just winning. Oh, that's right. It's in the fourth one that he's pretending to be a privateer, and then betrays them again. Which I don't love because he betrays he's the, the crown. He betray yeah, but he initially betrays being a pirate. To, he's like no become... harm in joining the winning side. That's a pretty good Balboza voice. Thank you. And look, I think you really you 
they finally get their money's worth, not finally, but they get their money's worth of having Jeffrey Rush in that role in this film, I think. Because he has to do, he has to travel so far emotionally so quickly in that relationship Literally with his in daughter. the space of a few minutes. Like within one scene, he goes from realizing who she is to like talking about it with someone else. And he, <laughs> and he sells it very well because he's got his big, sad Jeffrey Rush eyes. He does, he does very good in that scene. And I like the idea of having a, of, making Barbosa more of a tragic figure I like and then the ultimately dying. Giving Barbosa a heart before you give Jack Sparrow a heart. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because I think he's Jack just... Sparrow's not given a heart in any of the films. Like he's not had no a backstory of love. Well when he gets a heart, his storyline is over. Exactly. Like so House I love that something. Barbosa just gets that. For, yeah. Like and it and it, it comes as a shock. Yeah, I, I, my main feeling here though is Barbosa just feels overplayed. Yep, like we've just had too much of him, which is hard to say because he's fantastic, and Jeffrey Rush is just like Barbosa's fun because he's just he just loves being a pirate so much. Yeah, <laughs> he just loves yelling ah yeah cack and da 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 like. You know, I like when the when the yeah. when the pirate captains like yell insults at the whole crew, but everyone loves it, and the crew's like, "Yeah, that's that's <laughs> well, that how makes we talk. us feel good about ourselves because we're pirates, motherfucker." And then they <laughs> get back to work. But he's like, he was already such a strong character by the fact he's such a strong villain in the first one because he's a tragic figure mm-hmm. that you feel you feel sorry for him because he suffered so much as a result of this curse, curse that he's upon himself yeah. yeah then it's fun that he you end up working with him and sort of having a sort of wry affection for him now that now that we're all kind of pirates and the, all yeah, the pirates are the good one guys of, one of the pirates and there's the bigger villain of uh of, of capitalism yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and modern sort of state violence and oppression and you know you're pushing it an open door here with that and then in the movie that we choose not to talk about he's Literally working for the king. He's just sort of flipping around. Like, I do, so I, there's something dumb. I don't like about Barbosa going through so much in those three films. If he like, was like, he's he... gone through so much, and then he dies, and then he comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, when at the end of At World's End, when he's just one of the pirates, yeah, and pirates have won, and they're going to live their pirate lives. Not seeing him again until this film would have been much better. Yeah, coming back returning. to this film, and he's just a successful yeah. pirate fleet leader. Yeah. Whereas Jack spent the interim time just failing at everything. Yeah, Jack. Jack great. should respond to that. More. Yeah, like acknowledging Hector's that a better pirate than he- Jack. He's a much better pirate. Mm. I mean, he's a million years old at this point. Like, it's insane to me that those three movies <laughs> happen, and then Barbosa continues to be a successful pirate for twenty more years. <laughs> And like doesn't show any signs of slowing down either. No, why would you? He's just once you have your own fleet. Like, it's weird that Barbosa does all of that and twenty years later is in his prime. Mm-hmm. Like this is the best he's ever been now. Like he's like, I was a zombie for ten years. <laughs> and then I died. And then I came no, back. It's gotta be more than ten years. How long curse was, of the Black Pearl. How long was the curse for the Black Pearl dudes? I don't know. I did. I kind of pulled that number out of because, nowhere. Well, how old is Will Turner supposed to be in the first movie? Oh, how much? How old are any of us? You know exactly. what I mean? Who, um, who <laughs> I guess knows? like twenty. And how quick? 
Well, like how soon after those dudes had stolen the treasure, yeah, did they did Will take the boat over to he the ca- Caribbean? Will Turner, he he can't be much much older because the gap between when he's a child in the prologue and then is not long enough for Jack Davenport to have changed at all. Yeah. So <laughs> think about no, that. He's just he, his it's changes. so strange that he's just in that first scene, well, so is and Mr. then he's Gibbs. and then he's yeah, but you Mr. Know, Gibbs ages. They do a Mr. little Gibbs, bit of aging. Jack Davenport is just season one a coupling, season two a coupling, <laughs> and it's fifteen years, and now he's trying to marry Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, see, that's weird. It's bizarre. Well, he's, they must either, be... he's either like a really rich kid <laughs> who's just been given a, a position of power on this boat straight that, out of school. Yeah. And then he's known this little girl for a long time. Now he's yeah. in his late thirties, and he's like, "Oh, what a great woman you've turned into!" Like, all right, mate. I mean, I'm sure it happened all the time, but Jesus, it is um, weird. But how good is the dialogue for Barbosa in the first movie? Yeah, it's it's all great. It's I couldn't quote it to you now, but no, but like his monologues and his everything is amazing. Oh yeah, his monologues, but yeah, I can't. Too taste long, if I. Yeah, too long. Hungered for the taste of something and had like ash in my mouth and like that sort of shit. It's so good. And then this. Well, there's so... Because it's just, there's no one's given what they need to be amazing in this film. Yeah. 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 It's it's just kind of under, underdeveloped. Yes. There's lots of great ingredients there. It's like, it, it, it feels very much... Like, they just want to make the movie. And they don't yeah. care about the movie itself. It's like, we yeah. have to do another one. Yeah, and they're just like, you know what? It's going to make $800 million, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> so I, th- I think this made more than the fourth one. Oh, undoubtedly, it's a better movie than the fourth um, one. It is, a, it is a much better movie than, than the fourth one. So I, I like this resolution. To, I like the idea that Barbosa had a daughter, etc. I just think... I think if we just invented a new character with a different top shelf actor, like forget about the fourth one, just introduce Ian McShane as a Blackbeard pirate. And at the end of your trilogy, there's reveals he has a daughter and he's sad about it. And because like, it's more sad if, if you, if it's a character you really hate and then it's revealed that this character we love is his daughter and you find that out sort of just before he dies, that makes that a bit more of a torturous moment. You know, it like we'd have been sad if Barbosa died regardless. We would because we've become attached to Barbosa. And he's just a kind of more cuddly, friendly guy now with his big silly wig and all his gold. <laughs> yes. I mean, we all lose our edge a bit as we get older, but I think Barbosa undoubtedly does. I think Barbosa and David Wenham need to be facing off. You know, for this movie to work, David Wenham needs to be a bigger character, yeah. and therefore Barbosa would have a, an enemy. Whereas mm. Jack has Salazar, Barbosa would have David Wenham because yeah. Barbosa is currently a successful pirate. David Wenham would hate that. Yeah, David Wenham, the now embodiment of the East India Trading Company. Yeah. Would, yeah. would therefore not like the fact that there are mm. successful pirates in his walls. And have Wenham, like, know who Beckett was and be one to sort of carry on his Imagine legacy. That. Like, he's just a friend of Beckett's from school. Yeah, and, like, everyone's still pretty angry about that weird storm thing that happened. <laughs> and, like, I, like, the story is that Beckett just got lost in a storm, not even that the pirates won. You know, and so they sort of want to set the record straight about that. For too long I've been parched of thirst and unable to quench it. 
Too long I've been starving to death and haven't died. I feel nothing. Not the wind on my face, nor the spray of the sea, nor the warmth of a woman's flesh. And then he walks out and becomes a yeah. skeleton. Too long. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. That's one of the best movie lines of all time. Yeah. That is one of the best movie lines of all time. You better start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. That's fucking cool. And remember... Remember when you saw that movie and you didn't know that was going to happen? No, you, no idea. We didn't know it was zombie pirates. It was crazy. And like, we were allowed to see that. I was 13. Yeah. It was, and it's never coming. And, and the thing is, it's never coming back, that reveal, you know? No. Now every movie has to have supernatural zombie pirates in it. Yeah. And they can never, but they can never get the excitement of that moment back. Mm. I remember seeing this with my little brother who's four years younger than me. And we were alone. Like, <laughs> mum and dad did not come to see this with us. We were just there they were like, watching oh, terrifying pirate skeleton just, dudes. It's just a little bit of swashbuckling. And it was so cool. Yeah. I think... Oh, such a movie. I'm going to watch this when I get home. It's really Like, great. it's hard to keep making these. Yeah. You know? Like, but well, part it, of the problem... Which is why you should stop. Part of the problem this movie has is it's hard to do something amazing five times. <laughs> You can do it once, and then you, you can, can do sort of do it two more times straight after that. But, but then, then you... if you fail twice, obviously the smart choice is to stop and find someone no. that the world can get behind who is also called Margot Robbie. The choice then is to put Margot Robbie in it. That's what <laughs> yeah. you do. You're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, she's helped the DC universe yeah. Yeah, she's the only almost good thing. be relevant. <laughs> Maybe she can help us be relevant too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Brendan <laughs> Zendaya Pirates of yeah. the Caribbean Yeah Oh mate If they just put Zendaya in it Wouldn't hurt the situation But it's not She'd make a cool bad guy pirate Sorry We're, we're fan casting a movie We're not even talking We haven't even got like Halfway through the plot Yeah and I don't think We're going, we're going to It doesn't I think, matter I think, we, we, I think We've the, addressed a lot of Important the, points The gist of, of the whole argument I think is this movie is not as good as the first one. <laughs> well, yes, but it was it was never going to be, and that you know that's not a criticism in and of itself. It's um, yeah. Um, so uh, there's the there's the escape from the execution. Cool, good, fun. What do you think that's about when he's spinning fun around? Set piece. Yeah, and he nearly gets guillotined all those times. Yeah, so I like that Henry Turner swings very dramatically down from the clock and tower and fails, and it's not useful. Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't progress the he situation at all. He just throws his body against two dudes. Yeah. And as like if Will Turner had done the same thing, it would have been so fancy and legolas. Mm. But Yeah. I enjoy that. He's he's just a bumbling idiot. Yeah. And it's so great. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, it's but it's just kind of a shame that he doesn't bring more. <laughs> if it was situations. if it was played up more that he was a bumbling person, I think it would be uh, a, a good character choice yeah. for him to want so much to help yeah, and want to do stuff, but he's just not good at things. Yeah. That but, would be an awesome character choice. And Brendan would do that so good. Yeah, bumbling hero in strong contrast to the scientific capabilities of Karina yeah, if and she the pirating can, capabilities she's done, she's of... she's obviously a rich kid with her, her airship. Yeah, she's done she, fencing. She's done fencing. She, she just has that that confidence of rich kids exactly. as well, of like that would be so expecting cool. the world to bow down. Um, yeah, I like the the ship, the dying gull. Prepare to drown. <laughs> <laughs> I was so um, surprised when the ship doesn't sink immediately. Yeah, yeah. since 
So is it Blackbeard put his ship in a bottle? Blackbeard's thing, which is never explained in Blackbeard's film, is to put his ship in a bottle. But when they steal that ship in the bottle, they also ended up stealing like 30 other bottles of ships. See, I feel like... And they're not explained in this movie at all. Ship in a bottle technology should have a much bigger impact on... On the world. Just the, yeah, the economy. <laughs> like, if you can put ships in a bottle, that's, that's a massive game changer. But that's a lot of ships. Like, you could you can transport hundreds of ships How on a ship. How they get the Black Pearl out of the bottle, I didn't love. That he just stabs the bottle with Blackbeard's sword, and then it just grows. Yeah, there's a bit like of mythology a, being made like up on the fly here. growy, growy. You know, yeah. like when you put those little tiny beads in water and it grows into a little stuffed dinosaur? Yeah. That's what this boat is? But it's is? like a weird, gross dinosaur. Yeah, it feels weird. And it's like, what, and like, like, this isn't the Black Pearl. Why is this bit soggy? And it's like, why did I do this? Now I've just got this weird, gross thing I have to throw away. And the bin's full of water now. Jack, um, David Wenham has his own witch called Shanza, who doesn't add a huge amount. There's nothing. She gets the compass and is like, where did you get this? And she literally is like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. With my witchy, witchy power. I just, I just witched it. I and used she's plot literally energy. got red biro drawn on her body. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I was like, to have been in it more. Yeah. And so when, and so Salazar and Barbosa team up, and I think that's it. Should if it's, it needs to be Salazar and Wenham. Yes. And I'm not sure but, how. Uh, I'm not from sure the how... get go, it's clear that Barbosa is doing this for his own skin and to find Jack, not yeah. to serve Salazar. No. So, like, you know that he's not betraying the pirates because yeah. he is one. Yeah. I are one. Salazar tells Jack the Sparrow's origin story. Yep. And, and the, de- the de aging is okay. There's a few moments where it goes real wobbly. Oh, you mean it's... the kid that they had to play Johnny Depp and then they CGI'd a weird face on Johnny Depp and it goes, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me uncomfortable thinking about that. There's a bit of un, yeah. Well, you know, he's learning his Jack the Sparrow mannerisms. Ooh. Yeah, there's a, there's an element to this of like solo, where like we don't need to know where he got <laughs> yeah. his gun and his like. Vest. I love the idea that he I, saves them all from this dude, and then they all give him bequeath bequeath him objects. Bequeath and that's him, his, and his that's how up. the Halloween costume of Jack Sparrow was first assembled. I like that. That's a thing. Yeah, it's just not important for this for this particular store. Like it, mm. it should either be more important or not here at all. It's nice that the start of his story was him actually just being really good and smart at being a pirate. Yeah, um, I also like that behind him in that scene is Captain Teague, like a young Mick Jagger just sitting in the back yeah. with a big floppy <laughs> hat on and a feather. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And yeah, and you and you see Ooh. Javier Bardem <laughs> going around taking the, sort of like the broken windows approach to pirates. Like we'll just enforce every law and kill everyone all the time, and that's how, <laughs> how we'll get rid of it. I thought, yeah, the young Jack Sparrow voice I thought was kind of good. I thought that was kind of a more impressive component of it. What did, I may, maybe put this at the start? Yeah, this should have been the prologue. Because the there's, there's a few this. points where the movie kind of stops dead to do something. It'd be so much better if the prologue was this, and we don't see a young Will, and you don't know that you, Brenton you, is Henry Turner until like halfway through the film. Yeah, you don't. Well, yeah, you don't need child Henry Turner. 
No. Because Brenton is already a young Henry Turner. Yeah. Like, Brenton could do that first scene. Yeah. For this film to sort of work for what Jack Sparrow is, 20 years is a long time. If, yeah. If Henry Turner was 12 in this movie, and therefore not in this movie. <laughs> but see... Will Turner's son trying to free Will Turner. That's a cool plot point. But see, that could be a strong enough plot point to make your Pirates movie without Jack Sparrow in it. Yep. You know, that's the other crazy world we have to consider. Well, we're about to find out because hopefully they make a Hopefully he won't be in it. And Jack Sparrow's not in it. As much as I love me some Jack Sparrow and some Johnny Depp being Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but... I would love to see one of these movies without it. Yeah, and then for him to come in in the in in the threequel. Mm. So I think start with this storyline, and then, and and you just see Salazar as a man. Mm. Start with this scene rather, and then it gets revealed later that he's been turned into a weird thing. Mm. Mm. You know, and that's still hard to get much of a kick out of because, like, yeah, people get turned into weird things all the time. Oh well, this oh they're dead but oh, not they're, dead. They're not dead but not dead, are they? Oh shit! Shit, eh? Um, Damn, are they going to kill people? Yep. Wow. Oh, did you reveal that boat too early? Yep, we did that. But not in our version. Um, So then they find Jack, and Karina, Jack, and Henry escape on a rowboat, and Salazar releases his zombie sharks. Best part of the film. I loved zombie sharks. Fucking zombie sharks. Yep, I liked Brenton. and How that makes sense at all? Did they were the sharks on the boat when the boat got killed? Is that what that means? No, I think they maybe they can just like zombify stuff if they want to. Or did these three sharks specifically swim through that entrance? Because they're all like dead and rotting and covered in flies in the ship, and then they chuck them into the water and they activate and they and they obey his commands. Yeah. I want some crocodiles. Yeah, zombie sharks is a cool thing. Yeah. And we don't get enough sharks in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. No, not enough uh, Out of all the time we spend on the oceans, the only real animal beastie we have is the kraken for one film. Yeah. And then it's dead in the next one. I would like to bring back the kraken and maybe like to put whales in there somehow. Maybe someone gets swallowed well, by a whale. they talk about krakens in this film where um, Henry says that krakens don't speak. Yeah. As though they are a species that there are more than just the one. Yeah, well, there would have to be. Yeah. Well, in the thir- in the second and third movies, it's just the Kraken. When was the first submarine? Uh, 1800s. 1776. Before we went up in an air balloon. So I think in our... Ver- so the, I think the way... I don't want a submarine. That's the a way little to bit move too this, much. The way to move this franchise is just time jump it. And so you get so you get more steampunky stuff. I think no, the airship is cool. And they go down and they cool. see the kraken. The airship, and is they go cool, so far. They go like James Cameron. <laughs> Twenty thousand leagues under the sea is a little bit too much. It's not a pirate thing anymore. That that becomes. It's okay. We'll do it as a spinoff. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what Margot Robbie's yeah. actually. We'll talk about that later. He gets zombie shark to. T- I like I like the way they run along the surface of the sea. I guess that's yeah. Easy. I like that they jump off the boat and land, and then they just run. Does that mean they can't swim? Does that mean if if Jack Maybe and his not. mates just decide, oh, <gasps> and just go under the water? <laughs> These guys can't go underwater or on land. They're actually very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happens when it's real. When there's lots of waves, they just like get bobbed around, <laughs> like Jesus, tripping over themselves and shit. <laughs> the zombie sark tows them to shore and then they get taken captive and they wake up in the skeleton church with Pig Kelly. 
I hate this scene. It, I don't know why <laughs> I, it was a thing. I hated it the first time I saw it. I'm sorry, guys. Like Again, the film just stops dead in its tracks to yep. do this not funny enough thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's just an excuse for Hector to turn up. Uh, yeah. Like, that's it. Just have him turn up. Like, yeah. Have him turn up for, like, a story reason. That, like, have them just be camping on the island and here comes Barbosa. That's, yeah. more ne- that's more than this needed to be. They so they they release release the pearl, and I think this isn't it. Make it more of a thing that Jack hasn't had a ship the whole time. So I think that would make this have a bit more impact. Yeah, because he's kind of had a ship and been on ships throughout the movie, and the black pearl doesn't look different enough to the other ships in the movie, or feel or do anything different enough. Like we like we know it goes faster. Well, we know it's the black pearl. We know it's the black pearl, but. You know, it's the black pearl. Have it, give it like extra sails or something. Just I don't know something. <laughs> so it looks cool. Something so that it can go a little bit faster. Well, it's the only ship with black sails, and yeah. no ship that's not crewed by the damned and captained by a man so evil that hell himself spat him back out could possibly have black sails. That's not a good line. Therefore, couldn't possibly be any other ship than the black pearl. We're just doing. No, I was just. I was still on the now. quote page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good quotes, man. Brenton, uh, well, Henry and Karina have a bit more chats on the ship. We've been chased by the dead. Where is your science in that? And then, so they're, so they're sort of like flirting a little bit. Yep. But what what they're trying to do is kind of too divorced from each other, I think. So they're not on the same, they don't have the same agenda. Henry and... Henry and Karina. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've said this. We have said this. They need it. It needs to. She needs to have, like, his thing is to save his dad. Her thing is something else. So whether yeah. his thing is to save his dad, and, too, she, and she's just roped in on the adventure. Yeah, because by, she's well, she's by there on her landing upon their boat in her airship. She's there on her scientific expedition. Yeah, just here to do science. So she, she hates pirates because pirates are getting. She hates pirates because pirates are getting in her way, not because she has the same like moral well, she have opposition. To hate pirates. Well, no, she is. Everyone else hates pirates because like, oh, pirates are evil. She more like doesn't care. Mm. She's just an explorer, and these pirates are getting in the way of the exploring she's trying to do. You know? I also think her character could be served better. By not being involved with Barbosa at all and not having the diary that no man can read. That yeah, sort of stuff. I take the if diary. She out was of just it. an addition, like Jack Sparrow is an addition in the first movie. Mm. If she just gets roped in on this adventure with them, yeah, that Henry is doing to find the Trident of Poseidon. She needs to be exploring to try to learn something about what they think is some sort of physical phenomenon. The ozone. Yeah, or like the like the kraken. Like yeah, they want to fly the up flash. and observe lots of the ocean and try to see the Kraken. But what she's trying to find out about is somehow linked to the Trident. So what her is- exploring her thing helps them, like the Kraken's guard the Trident or something. Mm. So Henry's coming with it. He's like, no, if we find that, we'll find this thing. And she can be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care about that. Oh, so, but then the- one thing leads to another. So then their goals converge even though they are approaching them for for very different reasons and mm. on the basis of different sort of value systems and ideas of how the world works, of like mysticism and magic versus science. Yes. 
What if the place she's searching for isn't in the Triangle of Uncharted Waters that's revealed on the map where the Devil's Triangle exists? What if that's where the Trident is? So the whole film, Salazar's been released from this place to to, to kill things, mm. but they have to get to this place. Yeah. And Jack's the only pirate who's ever actually been there. Yeah. And come back. Yeah. Because he has. And we saw that in the prologue. We saw that, Yes. That works. And that's why they need Jack to get there. Yeah. So our two-film arc begins and ends at the Devil's Triangle. At the Devil's Triangle. Because the Devil's Triangle would have the trident yeah. in it. Because three. Yep. And the only way they can get in is they fly in with a hot air balloon. Or they distract the boat. Like, they use the boat as a distraction to lure Salazar out so mm. they can fly in with this with the hot air balloon. Yeah. And that's when we introduce... Ancient parachutes. I want to put in something like ancient parachutes in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, oh they're, oh, they're going to have them. Parachutes. He escapes by parachute at the end of the third one. He totally does through through <laughs> <laughs> through, through like wind tropical that... storm updraft. <laughs> um, so good. <laughs> I want to put in something like the. The evils of the ECD trading company or the governments of the world that are trying to exert sort of exert control of everything through a sort of dark, extractive, acquisitive ethos that is driving the development of the modern sort of nation state and colonialism, right? Through that, they like, like they've made a an oath to that that system so that that they will that they will destroy all pirates. Who's made an oath? Like Salazar. Okay. And it's because he made that oath that he can't die when he goes through the Devil's Triangle. Because he has fulfilled his oath. He has to kill all pirates to fulfill his oath before he can be released. So mm-hmm. so then it's built it's something built into the ethic of the system that's produced these pirate hunters. That their like slavish devotion to this the devil's triangle. This, like this, well, their slavish devotion to like this genocide they're trying to carry out, this cleansing of the seas, the idea of cleansing, right? Nice. So, because so, so it's not like they're the real world and they're fight and they're fighting the magical world. The magical world can, because like Beckett is an anti-magic. He's trying to use the magical items yeah. to his own advantage. So, building something like that so that they. It's the it's the evils of this system that has produced this evil form of supernatural existence for these people. I enjoy that Cutler Beckett's character from at the beginning of the second movie has yeah. no belief in the supernatural at all. But as soon as he's shown the still beating heart of Davy Jones, he just uses he's like, that. He's oh, like, okay, sick. this all shit, this shit exists. Cool. Yeah. He uses it to his his advantage. Yeah. And immediately, just yep, your beast exists. Kill it. Like yeah, just just straight away. Yeah, it's not it's so, like oh my god, it makes him such a good exists. a good villain. Yeah, that he's just so like like, like, you, like you hate him because he's just like some little dude, mm. but he's just so capable of taking everything in his stride yeah. that it make that's what makes him sort of in, intimidating. Which David Wenham would be able to do. David Wenham is is great for that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So in our one, it's not Barbosa. It's just a black beard type of guy. Um, I would you prefer could do it to you, be Barbosa because I did not it. like Ian McShane's black beard. Okay. I like Ian McShane though. I like Ian McShane. I put Ian McShane back in. Ian McShane would make a pirate. 
but not Blackbeard, or at least that Blackbeard. Okay. If they'd done Blackbeard, but I enjoy that his beard is on fire. Yeah. For some reason. For no, for literally no reason. Don't need a reason. But it's it's a cool aesthetic. We can do a Long John Silver. I don't know who that is or really. Or it's, that's a Treasure then Island, you'd need to it? be Treasure Island. You'd need to do the story of Treasure Island then. Okay. All of these are just invented stories just involving rumored existing pirates. Mm. Or at least one thus far. Mm. Blackbeard apparently existed. The rest mm. of them didn't. We could put Robin Hood in there. We could put Robin Hood in there. Wenham turns up, like Wenham, like comes over the horizon. He's like, "Oh, I've got them." And then Salazar turns up and just smooshes them, like a centipede. And that's the end of Dane of Wenham, and that's that's a shame. Then there's a fight between them, and there's the sequence of jumping between the cannons on the ships. Mm-hmm. Didn't mind that. That's a new, like he's not explained why Salazar isn't just demolishing them immediately, but that's a new way to have a fight between old timey ships, I guess. And then they run aground on Trident Island. But the baddies take Henry away, and the island is covered in crystals that mirror the stars. Yeah, there are gems. And immediately, the pirates don't jump off their boat and try and steal all the gems. Yeah, They're true. so respectful of the Gem Gem Island. It's just, and there it's, are five yeah. gems in a specific <laughs> thing that these ones glowy glowy. Yeah. And these red glowy glowy gems are What's wrong with that? made like a star thing. So they make the Southern Cross. Yeah. I basically. think I think we're meant to assume that Poseidon made this island, and like it's, oh, yeah, it's a place sense. of the gods. Yeah, that the gods have made this in, in reflection for the the, the sky, right. which is a cool thing. But they don't state that at all. Yeah, but, but like the, love... the sky would be changing all the time. Well, the sky moves. Maybe this island moves. See, it would have been better to do to use one, or at least maybe they might do that in the next film. But there are so many myths of islands that disappear. Yeah. Islands that only exist for several hours and go away. There are Irish versions of that myth. There are mm-hmm. these myths everywhere. Lost. Lost. Yeah. Just let's put the Dharma Initiative in one of these. It that would be that would be a cool thing to have you have to find this island that doesn't exist except for like five hours on a specific day yeah. every 30 odd years and she's trying to see it from her airships yeah something like that yeah. but they I find the five glowy glowy things the i think the less book. actually said about poseidon the better because then you if he's like if he's getting about building islands and stuff then you sort of have to feel like you have to build in a lot more detail well, to make it Poseidon was legible. to have built this island, if that was actually part of what's in this in the film, as in like written in canon as mm. law, yeah, it could then mm. lead to Atlantis being a part of these books, these movies. Yeah, that'd be a good one because that could be an island that disappears. Because mm. like that's if you're introducing Poseidon as a god, you've you're introducing the Greek pantheon. Yeah. So which would get you to Atlantis. Which would get you to Atlantis. So yeah. but like if Poseidon's trident exists and they yeah. find it. Cool well, like if if it's Poseidon as Poseidon's trident, then I'm like, well where's Poseidon then? Exactly. Doesn't he want his trident? Isn't he annoyed that you've taken it? Yeah. Is he also quite small? Because that's he not dead? a big trident. Yeah. Is is he not allowed? Because Calypso is, is fine. Poseidon is a god. Yeah. Is the god dead? Yeah, and are there other ones? Yeah, or is your version of Poseidon just a dude who had magic, magic powers? Yeah, just a hundreds of odd years ago. Just and a sort he of built a thing to a contain demigod. all the curses of the sea. 
Yeah. But back in a time when less people so did were he on like, the sea. So did he like invent curses? Because like Can in, other people do new curses now? But every time you do the trident thing, it, it resets everything. <laughs> in the time of the Greek the, tr- the trident is basically like control-alt-delete for the ocean. When Poseidon was a god and worshipped as such. When? Still body is, mate. I don't know if you've seen the ocean. Still like out there. in ancient Greece. Yep. When when they used to like believe that Poseidon was a god of the ocean. Mm-hmm. The ocean was the Mediterranean. Yes. And like the sea nearby. Still is in a way. Yeah. But they didn't really know about the Caribbean. Like they ain't they ain't yeah. been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just saying. Yeah. They're not taking those Greek ships over to over to Yeah, but if Poseidon's Port in the Mediterranean, Royal. he's 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 all over the ocean. He is, you know. Um but why would Poseidon need to have an island over somewhere in the Caribbean where his trident gets left after he dies or goes away. But that's the thing. The trident isn't on the island. It's, it's like down it's the, the hill ocean, a bit. It's in the ocean, like 200 meters away. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm gonna really fuck with them. I'm going to put them, put the trident way down here. See, I love the use of like splitting the waters, like the Red Sea. Yes. I think that's a really cool thing to do. That is undeniably a great idea this film had well done. Mm. But I would have liked if they'd used it to have a battle of ships above it where David Wenham's boat was chasing um, the Black Pearl and then the ocean just opened up so they had to t- take a left because yeah. you can't get over that gap. And the and the gap keeps opening and closing more. So as it closes, they get close to each other. And he's trying to can, and yeah. then and then someone manages to open it out. That'd again. be so cool if the boats are having a fight above, whilst people that would between uh, them having actually, a fight. yeah, because the fact that it's just like that one fight happening doesn't feel very parts of the Caribbean, if I may exactly. say. Exactly, you always have four fights going. There's at least four, and also there's not even a fight going on down there. Four it's fights, not very big. Four fights, twelve characters, nine storylines. You know, the culminating fight of this of this film. It's a bit of a punch up between four or five people. People. Is it? It's <laughs> Brenton comes down possessed, yeah, and they have a, a little puppet. bit of a sword fight until the dude grabs the trident, frees himself. Brenton collapses, and then they sort of sword fight for a bit for like less than forty five seconds, and Brenton breaks the trident. That's the fight scene at the end of this. And you film. break it by just like smushing it on the ground. <laughs> no, he hits it with a sword. Oh yeah, you he just hits sword the it trident and breaks it in half, and that's that's the end of the fight scene. Yeah, it is a little bit just apart from the setting. The se- it the, is a little bit muted. Yeah, the location is kick-ass. It's awesome. I but think it's not. They uh, need to be up on top of something because the fact that they're at the bottom of that thing, it feels like you're fighting at the bottom of a ditch. But because they are, have, but, <laughs> yeah, have them are. go down under the ocean, but then you come up onto a rocky outcrop on the floor of the ocean, so you're on a big yeah, altar or thing. Say, say the trident is part of the island. The ocean splits, and the island continues into this gap in the ocean. Ah, uh, yeah, with all and the crystals and stuff. Crystals and things, for, and there are chasms yeah. that go down to the floor of the ocean. And because like, when the trident was put here, the ocean was lower. Or, or this something. island, instead of being the top of a mountain in the ocean, is a pillar in the ocean. Ooh. And the pillar has outcroppings and stuff. Or if, like you, did, if you went full Greek, and it's the top of an actual city. Ah, yeah. And the trident yep. is just near the top of the city. So the ocean opens up and you can go out on there. But yep. below you is a chasm of nothing. And then with the destruction of the trident, you see the city like melt away further into the ocean. As the ocean closes. That would be so cool. 
yeah. and you could have your giant pirates of the Caribbean fight and yeah. not just have some because I guess they have the other. great idea of splitting the ocean and you're fighting on the ocean floor but then you go down there and it's just kind of like a bit of coral and stuff yeah like pretty 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 but it, yeah. that's more of like a um, place to find something and then go to have your big battle somewhere else yeah have Salazar send his zombie sharks down and they're like diving out of one side and then the other side yeah see Something I thought like that was going to happen as soon as the zombie sharks were a thing zombie like, whale oh, that'd be so cool yeah mm. But they didn't. I I really like the 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 way they rescue them and the ship sails right along the edge and they hang the anchor down. That's cool. That's cool. Um, that what cool. am I to you, treasure? Good line. Good line. Good line. Good line. And, good line. and, and you know, when and Barbosa... good for Barbosa to say treasure because I like hearing Barbosa treasure. say treasure. Yeah. Me treasure. Yeah. Just a, a little. <laughs> must be said though. Kind of out of left field for Barbosa's character. Like this hasn't been a conflict for him this whole time. Like he, like the yeah, whole time, his daughter showing... has been out there, and he has been a pirate and being fine with it. Like he is just loving it. I also like that his his reason for giving her up is because he was a pirate and he had nothing to offer her. So he gave her a gem and a diary and said, yeah. "This is it." Go then, he your life. then he became then he became the rich. pirate, like. Super fucking successful pirate. And also, when was this? Did he, after the Battle of Calypso's thing, did he just go somewhere, bang a chick, impregnate a lady, and then put that baby? After this massive war, he's died. He's been cursed before this. He's been a zombie curse for 15 years. And then, so straight after that battle, he got obsessed with this island and Poseidon's trident. Maybe what it is, is Barbosa felt bad about William getting the curse. So Barbosa was searching for Poseidon's trident. And then Barbosa had the diary and shit. And he gives it to his daughter when he realizes it's a failed mission. She could spend this ruby on something important and live a, live a you good know, life. That's a very good point. I didn't really think of that. The, after the events of the third film. That's when he's. That's, that's when, this when diary he comes into being. That's when he has a child yep. and he's not a young man. <laughs> and he gets obsessed with the trident temporarily. But then the birth of the child coincides with him not giving a shit about the trident anymore and uh-huh. gives the only evidence of where to get it to her. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so he gives up on this being something useful to do, uh, but also chooses it as the only thing to leave his daughter with. Well, he leaves her, and, and his, how, his his reasoning for leaving her the diary is that the ruby would buy her a good life. And how poor is he? Like, like he's got a ship. Well, he was not. He's not poor. He, I think. I think. I think that means that he just doesn't want to be a father because he's a. He, no. it, it would be bad for him, knowing who he is and what he is. To be a father figure. So, yep, I'll leave yeah. you here. You'll be safe. Here's a ruby. Buy yourself a nice life. Yeah. Have fun. Congratulations on being born. Good stock. And then he takes yeah. off for 20-odd years, becomes a massively successful pirate. He's got riches to spare, a whole ship covered in gold skulls for some reason, because mm. that's not weird. And that's not like yeah. a villainous type thing to have. And Does he painted them gold? Yeah, they're just they're just skulls on the wall that are painted gold in his little chamber music room where he's being like weird. <laughs> this is my weird room. I I like to come in here and be weird sometimes. Um, sometimes I've got something to sort of get out of my system. I come in here and I just weird it out. You One know, thing I, I'm kind of like a manic pixie dream girl of old pirate men. The M- Mullock and Mulroy or whatever those guys' names were from the first film. 
the two soldiers who oh, guard yeah. the Interceptor and then become pirates. Who just keep being in these, don't and they? And they're in the next ones. <laughs> Those two are the ones I don't think need to be in these movies anymore. Of all the ones to bring back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, what's his name and... And what's his face? Yeah, and what's his face? Those two. They do. Yeah. Because they... Wooden Eye and Shorter One. Yeah, are given... They're ca- yeah, they're, they're, characters they're much growth. meatier characters. Yeah. Yeah. And you care about them more than you care about these two dudes who just put on a pirate costume and now they're still in this. But for some reason are wearing colourful pirate costumes, not pirate pirate costumes. Yeah, I feel like yeah, they're, they're sort of going a bit too far with it. Yeah. They're like, why are you dressing up as... They're sort of... Yeah, they're sort like of... Like the Wiggles. Lady you are Captain Feathersword right now. Yeah. You're just dirty Captain Feathersword, whereas everybody else looks like... What a pirate may have actually looked like. Yeah, we're allowed to. This wash is Christopher ourselves. Nolan's pirates, yeah. <laughs> and you're over here in a Wes Anderson film, just all clean and pretty, yeah, and coloured nicely. Guys, it's actually it's more of a Nolan vibe on this ship. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Yeah, that'd be hard when you change ships and everyone's just like got a slightly different aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> um, the crew are very excited to rescue them. He sacrifices himself to. It's not and it's not not to nitpick, but it's not quite like in filmically. It's not quite clear enough that the only way they're going to escape is for Barbosa to jump down and knock him. Oh off. yeah, it's not. It's not like he's quite, on for long enough. He's quite far down the chain. If they just climb quickly, you'll get there first. Yeah, he's coming up. You, Salazar, there's more of you than him. Salazar is just a dude mm-hmm. now. So you just got to like stab him once. Yeah. So I like think what Salazar they were gonna running do, out of minutes. What's Salazar going to do if he gets to the top of that chain and they're all there? And there's like, 50 dudes. Hello. <laughs> Hi. This is our boat. This is, and goodbye to you. Like, like, oh, <laughs> Thanks for coming. Shit. <laughs> I, I don't think have any if zombie he got sharks close or enough nothing. or was grabbing her ankle or something like that. Yeah, he needs like to that. physically be holding But then if ankle. he's right there, they don't get that weird slow motion connection of the eyes moment as he passes her down that would have been because it would be that slow like, motion connection sorry oh love 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 as his blade pierces the shoulder <laughs> of another guy <laughs> and he falls backward like and that Jeffrey guy Rush is being emotional falls so much faster than he does <laughs> so that he can just lay out Jeffrey Slowly Rush into the- <laughs> is looking emotionally at her but in frame is Javier Bardem's <laughs> face just splitting open as he steps <laughs> And look, I like the fact that they have that moment, but like he is in free fall. He is moving so for, ten for meters. For those actual character, for those real people, it's just <laughs> <laughs> like he is falling ten meters a second. Will wow! For one brief moment, <laughs> yeah. he just falls by. Ah, and you're like, wow, that was powerful. What was oh? Uh, this you may not have, you may have. not have seen, but we actually locked eyes. This connection as he went. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I want to say goodbye to her, but I also want to get him. I'll just do them both at once. I'll just get her on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if Javier Bardem had reached her by that point and is clawing past her to get to Jack Sparrow because that's mm. his target. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else. Yeah. And then he jumps down, stabs Javier Bardem and holds onto the chain just a little bit. Yeah. Has a little bit of a moment with a dead guy holding onto a dead guy. <laughs> or just like strangling him under one arm. <laughs> yeah. like, 
Well, this has you, been nice. You are my daughter. <laughs> Just and, in case we weren't clear about this. And I know you I, are my offspring. In terms of timeline, this is mental, but <laughs> that is what's happened. <laughs> I've probably got many daughters and sons, but you're the only one I know about thus far. So congratulations. Yeah, other good point. Like if you're now, what, 100-year-old pirate? <laughs> yeah, because he had a life. And presumably got very old before being cursed. Yeah. And then died. Yeah. And then however many years later, so like let's say five years pass. Yeah. That's not that long. Her character needs to not be a romantic interest for Henry Turner. It needs to be played by Rachel Wise. <laughs> basically playing... So she was born before the first curse. Basically playing Evie in the Mummy sequels. As an adventurous, Mm -hmm. getting around, doing exploring. And Henry Turner is very young, which just like softens up all the age differences with Orlando Bloom. I think he's still getting away with Brenton. Because like Karina just ends up being pretty helpless throughout this whole thing. As soon as ghosts are revealed. In a kind of like easy sort of limp way. For the first half, before she believes in ghosts. Yeah. Until after the bit where she's like, ghosts! And runs away. Mm-hmm. You know who you know who sacrifices their life to kill Salazar at the end and save everyone else? Jack Sparrow? David Wenham. Oh, I see, yes. Well, because no, David Wenham's not given a... Um... Not in this version, in our version. Yeah, but in, the, in our version, it'd have to be the second movie. I guess, he's, I guess we're just doing the Jack Davenport storyline again. Jack but Davenport's given, just a, do it again. given I don't a story arc, whereas Wenham is, at this point, just a... An antagonist. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be good in this version of this film. Because I'm just saying, like Jack Davenport's not an antagonist in any of those films. He's well, just he's a, he's meant to be in the first. He's in the first one. Well, in the first one, he's just there. Because yeah, the, but he's the like he's, is still, he's, he's he's arresting Jack Sparrow. He's trying to marry Elizabeth. He's an antagonist. Yeah, I guess he's a he's a. A, a minor one, but he's he never works with the heroes throughout the whole Yeah, but whole he, he film. also never works fully for... He's not an evil character, which well, I think is really cool. Well, in the first... The first one's great. Isn't it, though? In the, like, in the first <laughs> one, the big evil is Barbosa. Yeah. So there's there's no one higher than Jack Davenport representing the, the, East India the British Company. society yeah. side of things. So he is the antagonist because there's no one above him there. Mm. It's only in the second one where the pirate villains are now the minor villains and we've got Beckett above them. Well, Davy Jones is the major villain, so Beckett would be the minor villain, but still... Of the second one, maybe. Beckett's the major villain. Beckett, you reckon? Yeah, actually, yeah. He, it's he, every... He's, 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 he instigates the entire second and third film by it's, sending Will on his adventure. It's everyone versus Beckett, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. They're so good. Because da- da- uh, you feel sorry for Davy Jones Christine, as well. you should just watch Pirates of the Caribbean again. That's our main. My, that's the main takeaway from this. Because um, Davy Jones is a tragic character as well, mm. that you feel for and has, and he has, you know, pain that is driving his villainous actions. Beckett is just a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. There's, that is a Beckett, that is a truth. Right Beckett there. is just a horrible person. I like that Davy Jones's heart is not as nice and not his it's his real plight is less nice than Barbosa's. Like Barbosa's yeah. pain, you care about even in the first movie. Barbosa's pain is shown as mm. more personable than Davy Jones just being betrayed by his love, the goddess of the sea. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
Davey, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, she's like, a fucking C. I know the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I know the heart wants what it wants. You know, it's but like those people who marry train stations. If a woman, <laughs> what? There are people who marry train stations. And then, but then, then do they slowly turn into a train over time? Because <laughs> their heart is locked in the. I've had a in the a station love control with, room with. Bristol Station for 13 years. People need to stop. like a ghost that's inhabited this house since I moved in. We're getting married. Oh, yeah. I've heard other people who fall in love with ghosts and stuff. All that shit. Um, Are people weirder or is just more stuff on television? We don't know. (laughs) And I think the whole thing ends with scientist Karina giving a talk in London at the Royal Academy of blah, blah. And she's like, in a way, the real science was the friends we made along the way or something. But speaking to like the forever unknowable mysteries of the sea that just like no, no matter what we do, we this is something we will never tame or control. We can only ever sort of stand in awe of. And then cut back to the dun 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 dun, dun pirates doing some fun pirate stuff. And that's when we do, that's when we roll credits. Directed by Gore Verbinski. Even if it wasn't him, that's what we're going to say at the end. It needs to be directed by Gore Verbinski. Yeah, come back, Gore. What are you doing? Well, nothing. Margot is a selling point for Gore. Yeah, right. A woman named Carol Santa Fe told a British okay. tabloid that she married a train station in California that she has loved since she was nine years old. Well, you can tell a tabloid you've done anything. It doesn't mean. Mm-hmm. But. Like, I want to see a certificate. That's Davy Jones. Love. That's Davy Jones in Calypso. It that's is. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that does look a little less... Um, Calypso-ish? Well, I, I, you can imagine falling in love with the sea. There's less inherent drama in those images than in Bill Nye falling in love with the, the sea. ocean. I would see flashbacks of Bill Nye, pirate Bill Nye falling yeah. in love with the goddess of the sea who just comes aboard his boat every now and then to visit and they just have, like, yeah, canoe links. Yeah, That'd I never really cool. bought them as a couple, I'll be honest with you. Well, not her, not the actress they chose for Bill Nye to fall in love with. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of chemistry between those actors. She's no. great. She's great. Bill Nye is great, but I don't see Love her accent. I don't see his age. Like, because when she touches him, I assume Davy Jones doesn't age after the curse begins. He just turns more squidly. Yeah, but if he doesn't age, when she touches his face and the squidliness drops off. Oh yeah, he's 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 Bill Nye. He's current Bill Nye. He's current day like, Bill Nye. He looks like a cool pirate and they've blackened his beard or browned mm. it or whatever. And like, and like, yeah, but that's like 70-year-old Bill Nye. They didn't de-age him. No. So, like, did that age Bill Nye, as captain of his boat, fall in love with the physical current embodiment of Naomi the Harris. ocean? <laughs> I don't Look, know. Who knows? The thing with these time. films is there's, all, there's a lot going on. <laughs> There's too much. There's always a lot going on. But do we love and it? Yes, we do. I, you know, as always, despite everything we've said, <laughs> I, I, I think there is a lot to like about this film, and I definitely liked it a lot more than the first time I saw it. We, we, I just want Brendan built into it in a stronger, more clearly defined way. Mm-hmm. I think he, as you said, looks very at home in this world, and he's suddenly the performance. We haven't really. We haven't drilled down on some of his sort of more important scenes, like when he meets Jack Sparrow. Like he sort of introduces Jack Sparrow to his storyline a lot, um, and he kind of doesn't like Jack a lot of the time because he's. I think they're not given as much bro broism as as Orlando no. is given. Yeah, but see, they they need to have more 
they need to have more of a father-son broism. Of like he's wanting Jack to be a mentor character for him, but Jack is never going to be that. So he's sort of disappointed through that, you know. Yeah, being what? being disheartened about your heroes turning out to be like the first scene that they get together where he meets Jack and Jack's in prison mm-hmm. and he's just Do you have pants? You can't be the Jack Sparrow I've spent my life searching for. Yeah. That's a cool scene, but that's left as soon as he's realizing, yep, okay, this is Jack Sparrow, I'm just gonna rescue you. What I think gets confused is is what he expected Jack Sparrow to be. Because is he seeking out Jack Sparrow because he thinks Jack Sparrow is cool? Or is he seeking him out because he thinks he will help him get his dad back? Because if he just if he's just doing it for the mechanics of you'll help me release the Dutchman and get the Trident or whatever, mm. then he wouldn't be that bothered about what Jack is like as a person. No. Which but I think is what's going on. I think he but needs is, is to have he this... Is that why he wants him? He'd need to have an awed view of what Jack Sparrow is, the legend of Jack Sparrow, this one man who will be able to help me find my dad, this wonderful mm. pirate who's done so much. Because he knows where the and trident then, is, because he knows where the devil's triangle is in our version. In our version, yes. Jack Sparrow knows knows all. And But Jack Sparrow is now kind of old and and, and down on his luck and in yeah. strong contrast Just to Barbosa. Just through a real weird divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Um it yeah. wasn't a healthy relationship. He's had to so downsize. We're glad he got out of it. Yeah, it's good for him in the long run, but it's still tough. It is. It is. It is tough. Um, just going to AA, maybe <laughs> like not sober, but still just like going to the meetings just in case you know, in case anything helps. And <laughs> if there's some straws, he can like grab onto. You know. Yeah, yeah. Mackenzie Crook is his sponsor now. <laughs> That'd be so good, um, uh, Captain. Uh, maybe you. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe come one on, bottle. Come on, you meant to you meant to call me at times. Come on, like Captain. This. Let's go to bed. Let's come go on. to bed, Captain. <laughs> yeah. No, don't cry it's about it. Real don't cry sad. about it. Don't cry <laughs> about it. Please, please, please stop crying. Please <laughs> Captain, Captain, it's not your fault. It's a disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is our this is our really bleak version. <laughs> No, it'd be something like like because the Black Pearl's been in that bo- in the bottle the whole time, so he hasn't been able to do proper pirating. So that's why his alcoholism has gotten exactly. worse. Exactly. Henry gives him a new call to action, which is how he's able mm-hmm. to like um, the the the, the beer, one with the beard in Tintin. The film should end with him getting the pearl back. The because film, that film should two, be, film one of two. Yeah, film one of two should end with him getting the pearl back because that should be his his reward for. Helping and realizing that he doesn't need the pearl to be a good pirate. Yeah. He is a good pirate, a yeah. good person pirate. That's what he realizes by the end of the first film. But then the first film ends with the pearl and Shipwreck Bay all getting torched by Salazar. No, the pearl needs to So Jack has it. gotten his, his, uh, his juju back. He's like, I'm a good pirate. He gets his ship back and now... The pearl He's... needs to survive. No, I don't care about the pearl. Everyone's going on about this pearl all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's no, just no, a, the pearl, there's loads of ships around. Yeah, just there are loads of ships. Sail but the, pearl the, is, the pearl is the pearl. Well, some... The pearl's from the first one. Shipwreck some... code's not from the first one. Some element of the pearl gets rescued and gets put into another ship, so the soul of the pearl... Ah, the white pearl. The soul of the... Yeah, the pearl. It turns out the pearl is actually a, a real pearl. It's in the engine room of the ship. That's why it goes so fast. <laughs> <The engine room. laughs> Yeah, and down there there's all the Titanic people just shoveling coal. I think 
Let's introduce. What would be cool is if he still engines. had. If in our one shipwreck cove is getting ev- eviscerated. Yeah. He Just hasn't released the up. pearl from his ship thing yet. It's still in a bottle. So shipwreck cove, all the pirates, all like Tortuga is laid waste to, etc., yeah. etc. And the one thing that remains from pirate society is the black pearl. Yeah. And they release it from its boat, from its little bottle, into the third film. The, to, the, to come to come after to the fruition. yeah, so the, at the end of the first one, the pirates have all really lost hope. Mm. But then there's rumors that the pearl is back, and oh, the, the pearl, pearl exists, and the somewhere. pearl is sailing around, and that's what gives everyone hope that they can uh, that they can come back they and can defeat be pirates again. They can defeat Salazar. Mm. It'd be cool also if um, Shipwreck Cove gets eviscerated, and they escape in their airship at the end of this film. Five year gap <laughs> between the two films. Yeah, not necessarily in our time, but story-wise, time five year gap. So there are people just living their regular lives. Yeah, unbeknownst to their neighbors that they used to be pirates. Yeah. So then you have your your cool uprising. You get your freedom speeches. Get some freedom speeches in there. People joining the cause. Yeah, yeah. In the course of Salazar destroying shipwreck, (laughs) fighting against Cuntler Beckett, the um, new, the new, (laughs) his son. In the course of destroying Shipwreck Bay, Keith Richards dies. Mm-hmm. So he kills Jack's dad. That would be cool. And Paul McCartney also dies, but off screen because he's never in the film. See, I liked that Paul McCartney was in this film. I don't like what they did with Paul McCartney. He's not film. a pirate. No, he's not. I'm sorry. Like, Paul... I, would, I would like Paul McCartney in the Paul... film as he's... Governor Swan's brother. He's Beckett's dad. <laughs> no, he needs to be a good guy, though. So, like, a, no, a nice doesn't. governor. Paul McCartney's lovely. I don't trust him. He's a national treasure. There's, he is, but there's some darkness behind those eyes. Behind, like he's, behind Paul McCartney's eyes. He's like Paul McCartney has seen some stuff that he's never going to talk about. That's probably true. And I'm not sure it's still him. No, it's Paul McCartney. I'm not sure it is. Avril Lavigne's. Not I think Avril we might Levine have cycled anymore. through a few Paul McCartneys at this point. <laughs> and he's not a pirate. I'm sorry. Well, could he the be... Rolling Stones are pirates. The Beatles are not pirates. <laughs> not with those haircuts, lads. I'm sorry. I know you went to India towards the end, but you're still not pirates. You don't reckon Lennon could be a pirate with waist-length hair, but like a really clean-cut Indian pirate? He's like, he's well, like steady on, like hanging out, just like. You know. We don't want to get into a Gods of Egypt situation. <laughs> we do not want to get into a Gods of Egypt. <laughs> No, I, I, I had fun that he was in there. Yeah, but he should be a bad guy that dies. That would be cool. Paul McCartney is Davy Jones. He should be working with David Wenham. He should be David Wenham's boss. Yeah. yeah. And where Actually, David Wenham yeah. gets gets a nice redemption arc. Mm. He, oh, he Paul kills Paul McCartney. Doesn't get a nice redemption Beats him arc. to death with a guitar. All right. So that... In a very real sense, is parts of the Caribbean dead men tell no tales brackets not Salazar's revenge. Yeah, we also um, we we talked about that film and no other film because Salazar doesn't get his revenge. He doesn't. So it's Salazar try Salazar. So that's Salazar's why that title, attempted revenge. So, yeah, if he destroys Shipwreck Bay and does a whole bunch of other stuff, then he gets his revenge. So then you could call it Salazar's revenge because that's cool. Because then you like you're titling your movie. The subtitle is the villain wins. So, as people may or may not know, we don't score Brenton's movies out of 10. We are ranking them. We're a ranking podcast. 
Yes, we are. And we score and we rank them from our most favorite to least preferred. This is the 13th movie going on the list. Shall I start from the bottom? I think it's still short enough to do that. Just start from the middle. You want to start from the middle? Okay. Is this better? Do you like this more than Reuben Guthrie? Yeah. The Giver. Yes. Yeah. Oculus. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Mm. This uh, with a Pirates movie, you they, they're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks to a certain mm. degree, and they throw so much enough sticks. Yeah. Zombie sharks, centipede ship. Yeah. Javier Bardem with goopy mouth. Lots of Brenton. Uh, Maleficent. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Do it. Maleficent has like a stronger and more interesting like core concept. I think Maleficent. But yes. I think it's just it's it. It lets this, you down a little this, bit. Yeah, this and it's also its usage of Brenton is a lot less great. We have to score it partly on usage of Brenton. Son of a gun. No. Okay, so then also below our current favorite, the timeless classic Gods of Egypt. Current favorite. <laughs> Gods of Egypt is number one. I love it more every day. <laughs> I want to put it above Gods of Egypt because I really do like it more than Gods of Egypt. Well, it's a much better CGI achievement. It is. Ultimately, it's a much more slick. And it's a, and it's Queen, it's Screen Queensland. Yeah, Screen Queensland I mean, is involved. You've you got to get extra points for being Screen Queensland. Let's my, do that. My house is in the background. Let's put this as our first... like Above Gods of Egypt? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because like Gods of Egypt is mental producing a whole world, but this is pretty mental as well. Yeah. And look, I like Javier Bardem. We get a lot of Brenton. And this he also doesn't really make good. any decisions about showing Poseidon as a white guy. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, that, that's that's fair, isn't it? That is fair. Just leave them out of the movie altogether. That's exactly. a bit, That's a better gods of Egypt. It's just a bunch of Egyptian people living in a world where clearly these gods don't exist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Being disappointed repeatedly. All yeah, right. Do it. He's very close to achieving a consistent linear increase. Very like, close. Our ranking of preferred films is almost like exactly <laughs> chronological. All right. The zombie shark scene in a, in a, in terms of performance, this is is really good as well. And he does have a good dynamic with with Johnny Depp. It's just un, it's just underwritten on the writing side of things. I think. True. So. Yeah, we get lots of good action, Brenton. A bit of comedy, Brenton. Flirting, Brenton. There's a little and, bit of flirty, Brenton. And then he does, and he does get to make out with Karina at the end, and then Kira Knightley finally walks over there. I forgot she turned up at the end. Yeah, and there's a, there's a post credit scene. I know. Did you watch it? Yes. Good man. So there's a post credit scene uh-huh. where Orlando and Kira are just being bourgeois. They've just... By which I mean living in a house and not being pirates. Yep. And Davy Jones turns up. Well, we see the the, the peg leg and foot of Davy Jones, like, thump and, in. And the claw. And, and lightning crashes and Will wakes up and there's and nobody like, oh. there. And we're like, oh, he's just dreaming. But then there are barnacles on the floor. Barnacles <gasps> are floor. So... I mean, of all the possible future directions... Bring back Davy Jones doing like being like the Babadook, but for Will and Elizabeth. Will's not on the Flying Dutchman anymore. But the thing is, that curse is broken. So has Davy Jones's curse. Yeah. Why would he have a hook? Like a claw claw. Like Davy Jones is dead, dead. Will Turner would know because he's been the person who takes the dead people to Deadland. 
Yeah, he stabbed and the heart of Davy Jones. We, Davy Jones does not have a heart now. We did control alt delete on all the curses. Mm-hmm. We unplugged the C at the wall, <laughs> <laughs> and I've put it back in with the with the trident. You went to the C drive. We went to the, the curse C, drive. Yeah, and, and you just, just moved that to bin. Yeah, and then I went you to disk. the bin. I went to disk utility, <laughs> and I unmounted. I've done a hard reboot on all curses. We've done right? a hard reboot. <laughs> So, so how does your curse happen to be like older than the curse of this and trident like, itself? And it sounds like they were just making shit up because Bill Nye has been like, yeah, I didn't know they were going to do that. And they haven't said anything to me <laughs> about being in more Pirates movies. And good, because like that, that would just be such an exhausting direction to go in. Yeah, I don't want him back. How fucking good does Davy Jones look, though? Like the design of Davy yeah, Jones. Yeah, he's so... Yeah, like for, photo for 2005 re- to make a photo realistic squid face man yeah. that's there in broad daylight across multiple scenes and does an emotional performance and doesn't just look ridiculous it's proper like you feel sorry for squid face man who's got a little <laughs> scottish accent and stuff <laughs> and I he's scary as well the, the way all his tentacles bristle when he gets angry his little nostril plug yeah. on, on the left side so of his gross. face there like and the smoke that comes it's so well done. His big organ he plays. With his face? With his face. He plays you ever it seen, with parts of his fucking face. You ever seen someone play an organ with their face? Imagine if that's what a beard was. If you could just, control a beard. It was just a, a hundred little hands. He murders a guy with his face beard. Yeah. He just holds him close and lets his beard and just like, enter that guy's face. And just squelches through his face and brain. Yeah, pops out of a nostril. Those films are fucked. I know. They're they're proper proper horrific. Yeah. They're so good. People just turning turning into coral. Um what I would do with the Krakens that we bring back in our ones, I'd have them speak at some point in the way they do in Aquamane. A Goleman. Can we put Aquaman in it? No. Oh. Can we have an octopus playing the drums? No. Okay. But I do think mermaids should be a part of the thing still. I, th- yeah. I I was surprised it took that long for mermaids to be a part of it, but then when they ruined yeah. it by making one of them like be cool and like oh when they go on land she has legs, yeah. I'm like that's... no, I like that the mermaids were vicious man eating things. Yeah. That's cool. Harpies that's scary. That's awesome. Yeah, but and they only come on land in full moons. But the fact that she can just come on land and when she's dry she has legs, that's weird. Yeah. Now, the other very important thing we do is uh, ranking all of Brenton's characters in terms of which one would win in a fight. Mm-hmm. This is the most important. This ranking. is probably, this is the this is the heart of the podcast. We've spoken to Brenton about it. And, and he's, he this agrees. Is, this is what he was hoping we would do. Yeah. I was listening back to the episode recently where we come up with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you just come up with it in the moment. And we say, oh, we're doing this every time. <laughs> so we're going to be starting at about well, where are we going to start with this guy? Start. Would he beat Would he beat the prince from Maleficent? Yeah. Who's good with the sword? He would beat that guy because mm. he just uses his body and anything. <laughs> so he would just charge him down. Yeah, so I think I think his blundering through any sort of confrontation. Yeah. I think he'd beat this the dude from okay. Maleficent. Um what about real life Brenton from that documentary? And I put in brackets, but he is the nexus of all these characters therefore having narrative authority that allows him to win question mark (laughs) 
Well, Superpower if, of acting. Did he leave a back door? So has he acted in I don't a think, way for him to defeat? I don't think defeat? he's acted mm. in a back door into this character. No, probably not. Um, but I don't think I don't think Henry Turner, from what we've seen thus far, could take Brenton. No, I don't think so. No, he's definitely like he's not beating Son of a Gun. No, he can't be. Is Son he going to beat Beck from Gods of Egypt? No, Beck. Beck's. I got don't think so. Trick, trickster stuff. Yeah, and a rope. So you think he'd just bowl over Maleficent Prince? I reckon he would be able but, to, because Maleficent Prince is pretty much is a bit of an idiot. Anyway. Yeah, but real life Brenton, but real life Brenton would is win. not a bit of an idiot. Yeah, true. So he'd be able to take that. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, Henry Turner brackets never learned swords. Well, he didn't. He didn't. That we know of. If he learned swords, all he can do is swing in on a rope. Yeah, because the only time we see him sword fighting in this film, oh, that's is, a thing. Could is he it Henry be Henry Turner or possessed Henry Turner that's could fighting? He, oh, if if it's a Salazar flesh puppet, if it's a Salazar flesh puppet with he'd like the sword of, of Blackbeard, even super legs from the signal. Not super legs. Super legs has super legs. But what if they're fighting under the water and his legs get all he wet? Could just be swimming real fast, and then they'd be shit. Assuming they're waterproof, though. Yeah, but also super legs have holes in the super legs. Mm-hmm. So if they were underwater, coral could get in there. Seaweed could get in those holes. If it's if it's sell if he has like if his special ability in Salazar the Tekken f- game that is Brenton versus Brenton v Brenton. If it's Salazar flesh puppet, he is at the top, isn't it? If he? his if his um like like ability like you press Y and X at the same time mm-hmm. and he becomes the flesh puppet of Salazar and therefore pulls out swords. Yeah. Then he could, he could take him. Okay, so he's got ghost. Neverland powers. swords, but Salazar flesh puppet, he wins. Okay, well we're building in a lot of caveats for all these people who put on this list now, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay, well thanks for listening, everybody. That was parts of the Caribbean Five. Uh, dead men just won't shut the fuck up in this world. Um, dead like, men just won't revenge. Doesn't no matter how many times you kill Salazar him. Salazar tells his tale. That's yeah. what Salazar's got a lot of memories that he wants you to know about. And he's going to tell you. He's got a lot of hair for having half a face. Tell people that people like me don't say anything. What? No. You know de- dead men, right? Well, like you. Oh, wait. Well, uh, kind of, but no. I wouldn't drill down on that detail. Just Look, I'm, I'm not going to tell you a story. If it sounded a lot like a story but when you you're just told, hear a story. He definitely tells Barbosa a story. Yeah, it's but, a whole scene. Yeah, but the dead men don't tell tales. Right. So I'm Maybe giving tales are like fibs. I'm not giving you. I'm not telling a tale. It's more of a, it's more of a vignette. Yeah. It's just look. I'm not going to go as far. I'm as just to going in depth here. I'm just sketching an outline here. Basically, what I'm going to do. I wouldn't I'm, tell a whole gonna, tale because I am touch dead. You and you're just going to understand what I'm talking about. And I'm I didn't give you this memory of humanity. Dead men via touch of the wrist. Dead men <laughs> osmatically, the giver style, transmit memories. <laughs> we don't tell tales, right? You're dang fucking right. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week when we're talking about Office Uprising. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeet. Bye.